historic River Market District in downtown Kansas City, Missouri. From the banks of the beautiful crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. Douchebags, a single microphone. <laughs> um, anyhow, here at the city market, we're gonna have some fun. Yes, we are. Yep, this is uh, gonna be kind of uh, NFL themed for a little bit. We were supposed to have someone join us, but that uh, bitched out on us. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I hope he didn't like end up in a ditch or something because then yeah. I'm gonna be a real asshole. He like ditched out like, of yeah, us. Yeah, he ditched out of us. Didn't yeah. say nothing or anything. So. You know what? That's fine. We're used to doing this, just us two. Yep, yep. So, so we were we were going to have a, a third douchebag, but... Uh, yeah, well, it was going to be Mark, Mark, and Topher, or Topher, Mark, and Mark, or whatever. Yeah, Marky yeah. Mark and... And the Topher bunch. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> but no, so, no, no, the other Mark had to bitch out. So. Yep. So if any of you people out there are weird enough you want to actually come on the podcast... Yeah, come on. We yeah. currently have an opening, so... Yeah, yeah, and... Hopefully we just gained another listener, the guy that comes by here and sees us all the time. Yep. See, this would be their opportunity to come on the podcast as opposed to come during the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know I had to stick that one in there. <clears throat> That's what she said. <clears throat> so, so, anyhow. National gonna, Football League. Yeah, so let's see. Where do we start? I mean, let's start with the... The big injury the other day? Yeah, yeah, Damar Hamlin, safety for the Bills. I'm sure everyone knows by now. Um, uh, I, I remember I was watching the game, and I didn't see the hit, but no, I saw the replay of it. They showed the replay one time yeah. until they found out that they were administering CPR. Yeah. And then when they found out that they were doing that, then they didn't show it anymore. They yeah. said out of respect, which I completely agree yeah. with. But they showed it one time, and he fell completely backwards. Yeah, he, he made the tackle, and he hopped right up, adjusted his helmet, and then just kind of all the life drained out of him, and he just crumpled to the ground. Which would indicate that it was not a concussion issue and something yeah. else. I thought he ruptured his spleen. Yeah, that would that would be something that would explain that, because you could bleed pretty quickly. Yeah, that. the way he fell down like that would indicate something very serious, which it is. You know? Yeah. He's under cardiac arrest. Uh you know, normally the NFL players are screened really well for cardiac problems, even yeah. genetic conditions. So it is really odd that this young man's heart stopped from mm-hmm. that type of physical activity. Yeah. So, but all the usual uh, diseases or genetic uh, conditions yeah. apparently have been ruled out already during you know pre-NFL screening. So they're well, not really some, sure why his heart stopped. There's some by some top doctors that I've read Mm-hmm. about how hearts can get jarred and be thrown out of rhythm, and the thrown out of rhythm can cause a sudden cardiac arrest. I but can see it that. doesn't explain impact. now, because you think once they correct it, all of a sudden the heart would be like, oh, everything's fine, okay, all right, well, I'll get back to beating like I'm supposed to. Yeah, yeah, but... But I don't know enough about it to even really speculate on that. I'm, I wish... Uh, I wish I would have downloaded the whole thing, but I think I was somewhere and I saw it on my phone and read it. Yeah. And then I thought I snapshotted it and I didn't or something, or I'll look through my phone later and find it. Go, oh shit, there it is. But well, I, it I have a, heard of that a concussive impact to the yes, chest yeah, to cause the, chest. the heart to stop beating because all the heart muscle cells get impacted at the same time and they're all mm-hmm. like, Ugh, "What and do I, we do next?" And only watched this one time, so I can't speak to someone. Said that he got you know hit in the chest with a helmet. Uh-huh. 
and that what that's what caused it. Yeah. Now I, I, don't, I don't know if he was lunging at the guy and his helmet was there, or the other guy was lunging at him. I, you know, but the thing is, it wasn't it wasn't intentional, of course. Yeah, no no dirty hit involved, no no, no questionable it was just anything. Very unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, uh, circumstances that led to it. And yeah. You know, we all we all are with you. We were praying that the young man's going to be okay. So I'm like, by all accounts, stand up, really good guy. You know? Yeah, yeah. Of course, they always say nice things about someone who's in a bad situation. But I I, I believe them in this case that he's. No, I believe him too. Like and that. his toy yeah. drive, if there's anything that can be taken from this, that's good. It is his charity that only had like, he was only aiming for like 2500 or something yeah. you know, which would indicate that he was a rookie yeah. you know but he, he was just trying to do his little part to help yeah. 5 million I think was the last yeah. game that this young man got amazing. Yeah. so my hope is he has a full recovery whether he plays football or not that's a different issue Yeah. Okay. but a full recovery healthy and his charity just reaped all kinds of benefits yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that cool. would be the perfect win-win yeah. so we pray that that's the outcome and that's the way it goes, and we're rooting for the guy and uh, rooting for a full recovery, whatever mm-hmm. level that is. Whether yeah. he's playing football or not, we just pray that he's healthy the rest of his life and gets to live it. You know, there are, there are a number of entertainment uh, activities that, that could risk your life mm-hmm. for your entertainment, you know, for yourself or entertaining yeah. others. Yeah, when I used to be a tightrope walker, I remember that. <laughs> yes. That was really bad, yes. <laughs> Yeah, my toes, I mean, they still curl up. Yeah. I mean, I can't help it. I'll just be walking along the ground. Yeah. And they'll curl up to try to protect me from falling <laughs> off of the tightrope. <laughs> so, anyhow. Um, um, I wonder, you know, the NFL is an entertainment league, yeah. not, a, not a sport league. That's their, They legally define themselves as an entertainment league. Um, so, risking your life for entertainment seems pretty silly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I well, wonder if NASCAR is still considered a sport, or are they entertainment as well? Okay, because uh, their drivers risk their lives. I believe they're too. entertainment. Yeah. And the thing is, is, I mean, they don't risk their life nearly as much as they used to with a Hans device and all the other things that they have. Yeah. But the bottom line is, is you're always one second away from flipping open and dying. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you know, it's for, it's for entertainment. Yeah, and that's yeah. one of the few things of why I do call that a sport. Because number one, you can die doing it. Mm-hmm. Number two. You have to be in great shape and know what you're doing. It's a real skill. Yeah. Someone can't just walk up and learn this shit. You're either born with it and can do it and yeah. practice and practice and practice, or you can't. You know, I, I should clarify, I, I wasn't meaning any disrespect towards NASCAR as whether it's a sport or not or entertainment. I was just speaking in oh, the I meant legal no. definition. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> does, no, I, does NASCAR legally define themselves as a sport, which puts them under certain rules and laws? Or do they legally define themselves as an entertainment industry business, which puts them under different set of laws? So that that was my uh, that was why I was, why I was <clears throat> what I was driving at. Ah, get it? <laughs> hey, I like your writing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so um, something that left a, a bad taste in my mouth uh, when I got up Tuesday morning. It, kale. Yeah, kale left with. Cooked in coconut oil. Okay. Uh, well, I turned on the NFL Network 
to get an update on Mar Hamlin. And the uh, oh, yeah, you, yeah. the hosts of Good Morning Football were on, and instead of their usual they suck anyhow, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, they they have that bro banter where they're always interrupting each other and and dogging on each other, they, and it's just they, they so, know very little about each other and don't mm. keep. I, I it's just not there. But anyway, yeah, it's very cringe worthy because you can tell none of it's genuine. Yeah, exactly. So they're uh, performing their bro persona for the yeah, and so yeah. when I when I saw them Tuesday morning. They were performing grief. There was nothing genuine about what they were saying. You know, I, they probably did feel some level of grief and sadness about you know what's happened with Demar Hamlin. But what I saw on the TV was a performance for public consumption. Mm-hmm. And what really locked that in, in place was the fact that they only bothered to record about a one-hour loop. Of themselves <laughs> emoting and grieving for this poor young, and then they would just play that one-hour loop over and over and over and over. They couldn't I, be bothered so to actually cheap. show up in the studio and do a full day's work. Yeah, they I took mean, the day off. They're like, geez. "Cool, we'll put on the one-hour loop, and then we can yeah. all go golf or something while this kid's fighting yeah. for it." That was that. That was the NFL Network's attitude, and that does that shows. Me one day. Yeah, that it's shows where their heart is. It's where the money is. I don't know this to be for sure, but it sure looked to me like the lighting changed when mm-hmm. they found out that they were performing CPR yeah. and all that. And all of a sudden, it went to a the lights changed, and everyone started speaking real softly. Yeah. You know, we're more concerned about this young man and the prognosis and his family, and we're really concerned. We pray for them. You know, everyone it, gets their FM radio voice on. Yes. We'd like to really reach out to yeah, you know, they yeah, normally yeah. talk much differently. And, and then the praying thing. Yes. That you never hear that out of anybody's <laughs> mouth until someone's hurt. Yeah. How about pray that none of these people get hurt ahead of time? Yeah. How about like, hey, you know, hey, let's all hope, you know, there's a lot of athletes and, that do it. And what there's if the person, what about the person, if the person next to you prays by slaughtering a goat to Satan? Maybe that's how he <laughs> maybe prays. That's how, maybe that's yeah. how it happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, no, Exactly. It, but yeah, it's part of the performance of grief. They have to mention praying quite a lot, uh-huh. and thoughts and prayers for the family. They have to say that about a hundred times every hour. To, and they did. Yeah, to, to make sure that you believe them that they really give a damn. And they got to have their, like you said, their FM voice. Yes. In which they all did. Yeah. I mean, even, I got to give Joe Buck and Trey a little bit of credit. They did not pander a whole lot. But I think that's because Joe Buck has been around athletes his whole life, and Troy Aikman, of course, was. And I'm not their biggest fans. You guys know they've listened to anything of our podcast. Yeah. I'm not their biggest fans. But I was I was um, happy with them because they really did not go crazy on this whole pandering. Which they could easily have done. They could have yeah. done, yeah. <laughs> Troy Aikman could have been like, yeah, I remember when my uh, – uh, you know, well, my dog and, died, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I remember that. We we're all worried about him, and yeah. we all prayed on the field. And you know, no, he didn't do any of that. And no. Joe Buck was pretty, as matter of factly, with sensitivity. Yeah, you know, he wasn't just like, well, well, we probably shouldn't play this game. Yeah, but you brought up a good point on the way down here. Mark didn't bring up a good point because he didn't bother to show up. Yeah. <laughs> but you brought up a good point because of this. You said, and I remember hearing that, and I never really gave it much thought until you said this. The Bills came to the NFL, and so did the Bengals, and said, uh-huh. we're not playing. Yep. 
the Bills got back on their plane and went back home. Yep. The NFL didn't call this. No. The Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals called this. Yes, yes. That's the the league gave the teams five minutes from the time the guy you know was loaded on the ambulance and left the field. They said, okay, take five minutes, and then the game goes on. And the co- the head coaches got together and they both agreed. No, we're not playing tonight. Yeah. Doesn't matter what they tell us or what they say. We're not playing tonight. You know, and they, they were took there, their they teams were to the field, locker room. And both teams were highly. I mean, just mm-hmm. they were really shooken up by this. Uh, but uh, you remember the scene when uh, Sean McDermott, the head coach of the Bills, put his thumb over his shoulder. Yeah. You know, Team, let's go to the locker room. And he says, everyone go to the locker room. At that point, the NFL was still saying, no, you guys need to play. No, Sean McDermott's a man, and yep. he did what it took. And I love what he did. Yep. He just said, no, we're going back, and fuck you guys. And McDermott and his team went yep. to their locker room. Uh, what's his name for the Bengals? And his team went uh, to their locker room. Shit. What is his name? He's a hell of a coach. Yeah. Um, well, anyhow. Anyway. Uh, so, so the teams are in their respective locker rooms, and I remember they showed a scene where all the officials are gathered outside, and the head coaches came out and talked to them for a few minutes and went back in. Um, we come to find out later that was the league saying, we need to get out here and play this game. Your five minutes is up. And the coach was saying, we're not playing. We're getting dressed. We're showering. We're leaving. Bye. Mm-hmm. And that message went up the chain to the NFL office, and that's when they said, okay, time to pretend it was our idea. Yeah. And that's when the NFL said, okay, we're suspending this game, you know, indefinitely, blah, blah, blah. But you know, if it was the players out, and their coaches that forced the NFL to do it. Let's go ahead and just make this an I call bullshit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, guys, yes. do, do the, uh, the 10 second runoff so I can put in our little promo right here. All righty. <laughs> I think that's good. <laughs> okay. So let's, while we're laughing our asses off, let's call bullshit. Yes. <laughs> so um, here's another thing I'd like to There's so many ways we're going to go with this, and we will, because there are all these ways that we could probably do a lot of time on this, too. And I, we'll, we'll just see where we're at and see if we want to go into something else here in the future. But, yeah, okay. Um me and Topher have been conditioned to hate Josh Allen and Joe Burrows. Yeah. And you guys, wherever you're at, I don't care, wherever you're playing football at, whoever you is, you're conditioned to hate Mahomes and Reed. And I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Same way with us. You know, the guys kicking our ass all the time. Denver, you probably hate yeah. Mahomes and Reed, you know. Las Vegas, same, you know. Uh, Los Angeles, yeah. Of course. But the thing is, when you see the people how they really are, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's kind of hard to hate both of them. Well, yeah. They're all of them, all involved. Yeah, yeah. I, for me, it's when they're and on I the field. I say hate loosely. I don't really mean hate. We love to hate them. Yes. Yeah, we love to call the enemy. You know, we, you know, mm-hmm. we're still glad they're there. But yes. when they're on the field, in uniform, playing the game, in the role of quarterback, it's so much fun to root against it. But, you know, we never want bad things to happen to them. You know, I just want them, you know, maybe wake up tomorrow and decide to give up football. That'd be all right. But, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Or maybe have a sore elbow that makes them not throw so well against us yeah. in the playoffs. But, you know, the, the players love each other, yeah. you know, because they're all in it together. They do. And there is a big us versus them mentality mm-hmm. in the NFL. So the players well, get along 
you know, regardless what, of the rivalries. One of the things that I really noticed last year in the famous 13 seconds. Uh, that, I love that game. Oh, that was a great <laughs> game. And number one, that was one of the very few games that I actually felt sorry for the enemy. Oh, no kidding. They were just pressed. They, they showed the picture. Oh, they showed the live footage of Josh Allen on the sideline. And the look on his face, like they just did it again. Yeah. We just gave him 13 seconds, and they just did it again it's because like we won the coin toss, and they panned him, and he had this look on his face, like he's going to throw the ball to Kelsey. It's over. It's done, and we're going home. It's like when Cleveland was crushed twice in the playoffs by the Broncos in the yeah. 80s. Ernest Biner. Yeah. Wasn't that Ernest Biner? Yeah. Yeah, the famous fumble. Yeah. And then before there was then there was the drive. The drive. Yeah. Ninety-eight seconds. Ninety-eight yeah, seconds. No touch. No timeouts. No timeouts. Yep. Yeah. Or ninety-eight yards. I know it was ninety-eight yards. Uh, that, that was it. That would be the Baltimore, the Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns, right? Yeah. 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 The ones that moved in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're going to get murdered if they did it during the day. Yeah, that's how so. the Colts left uh, Baltimore originally. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. They left uh, Baltimore for Indy in the middle of the night, and they were outraged. And yeah. then they got then they got Indy mm-hmm. and changed them to the Ravens. So uh, okay. So where did we start? Okay. So I'm going to go with this right here. I'm going to go okay. in this direction. Now, the NFL is going to have to figure out a way to make this game up. Yes. The playoff implications are insane on this thing. Yeah. And we can go over it here briefly. Okay. The Bills win and the Chiefs win next week. The Bills are going to be the number one seed. Because they beat us. The Bills lose. The Chiefs win. The Chiefs will be the number one seed. Okay. Yeah. Because the Bengals are still the The game behind us. The Bengals win and we lose. And we end up in a tie or one game, you know, all we can do is end up in a tie. Yeah. They beat us head-to-head. So, so and the then they beat the Bills head-to-head in a three-way tie. Then they have the top seed in the bye week. The reason it's so important is with the new Excuse playoff me. system that they had for a couple of years now, mm-hmm. there's only one bye week. Yes. So the NFL has no way of just, like, throwing a coin up and going, we're going to award you this or that. Mm-hmm. They are going to have to figure out a way to play this game. Whether it's setting the playoffs back a week, then so be it. Let everyone get not banged up or whatever. Yeah. You know, whatever. Get, get rid of that, that spare week between the uh, conference championships and the Super Bowl. Yes. And then, you know, push this, the playoffs back a week. And next week, it'll just be the Bills and the Dol- and the. Have, the, have it a standalone, game. Yeah, have a standalone game. game. Everybody's going to watch it. Everyone is going to watch it's it. It's going to be like the Super Bowl all over again. It's, yeah. you know, it should be a bonanza for them. But, yeah, there's there's no way they can figure out the playoff seeding, uh, who wins that division, you know, without playing that game. I mean, the NFC playoffs could proceed because, it, you know, it's not affected at all. But the AFC playoffs, they're going to have to push it back a week and play yeah. that game. Yeah, they can do the NFC ones if they want or they're going to have to decide. Okay, the game ended at you know five minutes left in the first quarter, well, the and it's seven three game, Bengals. You win if they don't play the game and the Chiefs win against the Raiders next week. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs got it because they are a half game ahead. If they don't yeah. play that game, yeah. And I'm not for that. It's got to be the way it is. I don't want them yeah. hitting the Chiefs anything. The Chiefs have to earn it. Even though I'm a Chiefs fan, they have to earn it. I don't want to see them go, well, we're not going to play this game, and it's awarded to the Chiefs. That would be complete bullshit. Yeah. And it would not be fair to anybody, including the Chiefs. 
for the AFC Central, isn't that that they're in the AFC Central? West. We're in the West. They but are the in Bengals the, are in the Central. Or is it the South? I can't. Anyway, whatever. They're in with, with Baltimore. Yeah, they got a weird so structure. Be, I think it's the South. I'm not Yeah, sure. the South is Tennessee, the Texans. No, forgive me. I thought you were talking. I thought you were still talking Chiefs. No, but, uh, but Baltimore and Cincinnati um, are fighting for the division. And it could work out, if they don't play this game, it could work out that Cincinnati and Baltimore would have the exact same number of wins. Cincinnati would have one fewer loss because they didn't play a game. Cincinnati would win the division because of that, yet Baltimore beat them twice this season. Yes. And that doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. So they have to... They're in the AFC North, not South. We're going to have to get a game result somehow from this game. They can't just say it never happened and forget it. Yeah. It's going to have to be either counted as both, both teams get a tie, and we can work with that. Or the game ends at 7-3, or we play it again starting from that time in the first quarter. And it's, But, yeah, somehow or another, they got to play the game. Yeah. Um, and legally, no, they don't. Legally, they can do whatever yeah, the they Ravens want. Are one game but for credibility, them. they have to do something. You know, the, the fantasy football schedules depend on it. The gambling depends the gambling on it. The gambling depends on it. That's going to be the most. The enormous pressure is so, get a game result somehow. I just looked at the standings, and uh, yes, so they're one game behind them. Yeah. So if Cincinnati loses against Buffalo, and they end up in a tie, and then Baltimore wins their last game, I didn't even see who they're Cincinnati playing. goes to fifth seed. Yes. Baltimore goes to the third seed. Yes, it makes an enormous difference. Yeah. Uh, it really does. Yeah. So there's so many playoff implications in this thing yeah. that I don't see around it. Yeah. And, and then let's say they don't. Look at the lawsuits they open themselves up oh, to. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Loss of revenue, everything. Yeah. I mean, let Baltimore can come back and go, we should have had this because we think that Cincinnati was going to lose. Yeah. And we didn't play the game. And you know what? We lost out on all this revenue being yep. the third seed instead of the fifth seed. And now, again, these would all be civil suits because there's no law-breaking involved here. Yeah, of course, but, civil suits, yeah. But having the NFL in a civil war with itself is bad for business. I think that so. if they just like leave it like it is, there would be some sort of an uprising. Yeah. Because I think even the people that benefited from it, let's say the Chiefs benefited from it, they would be pissed. Yeah. They'd be like, you know what, we didn't earn this and we don't feel good about this. Yeah, really. So why are you gonna you know, why are you gonna give it to us? We should uh, we should look up Skip Bayless's tweet about the Oh yes, 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 yeah. <laughs> Hang on, I've got that here yes. somewhere. That little bitch. Yes. You wonder he, why we hate the little bitch? The, he proved again why he deserves to be in the ass paddling hall of fame with his incredibly insensitive and 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 thoughtless tweet about caring about the game going on and what to do with the playoff seating. And then, as an afterthought, oh, yeah, well, I guess that's not so important now. Yeah. Yeah. NFL players and coaches are calling him out left and right. <laughs> well, But, you know, ESPN's going to love it because it, it, it's going to make people want to tune in and watch him. So. Uh, not me. I've always hated the little yeah. bitch and always will. Yeah. Because the deal is, is he's a counter-programmer. He always has been. Yes. He doesn't mean a fucking thing he says. He's there to and piss you off and rile you up. He's there to inflame you so you talk about it. And yeah. I'm not, he's not even talented. I mean, he's, he shouldn't even be in that position. 
you know, I it's, mean, it's a shame that there's a place for him in broadcasting. Yeah, there is, and it shows you where broadcasting yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Except for us, we're high standards. Yeah. As an example, in the uh, porn industry, uh-huh. apparently between takes, there are people whose job it is to keep the male actors uh, aroused and stiff. <laughs> They're called fluffers. Fluffers, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. or plumpers, you know, it's usually uh-huh. fluffers. So I got a question, what if it's a gay porn? Is it a male that does it then? Yeah, in fact, there was actually a movie about... A gay male fluffer? Uh, a fluffer <laughs> who was in love with the uh, star of the show... <laughs> who was doing gay for pay. He wasn't actually gay, but he did oh. gay porno because it paid. Well, I, I more than doing answer, regular. Just pay and so this this fluffer was in love with the star, and it turned into some really bad love triangle. And, oh. you know, it was like violent drama kind of thing. Oh, so. did he like kill the guy and wear his penis? Probably something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, but okay, well, I, I was thinking that. of uh, Skip Bayless is kind of about like a fluffer. Yeah, he's you a know, fluffer, yeah. He, he fills about that role. Yeah. In broadcasting, that Fluffer does in the porn industry, yeah. and he's about as he should be thought of about as highly as yeah. someone whose job it is to you know finger dicks all day. Yeah. That's <laughs> so Skip, you've earned keep, your place in the past battling Hall of Fame. I hear they have to keep yelling at me to keep staring at Shannon's penis. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Licking his lips. Yeah. Talking about how he'd like to take a climb on it or something because yeah. he's so small. Or be like Chris Collinsworth and get a, a load of that coming straight down your throat. Oh, my God. <laughs> Chris Collinsworth, time for you to admit who you are and just embrace yourself. Hey, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You we don't judge, Chrissy. We don't judge. You're a pillow biter. We're fine with that. We love you still. It's fine. Oh, gosh. You're the one they are talking about back then. That's fine. It's okay. We still love you, Chris. Yes. Or should he'll, we say Chrissy? Or he'll go home and watch a shaving ride at Ryan's Privates. Or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Iron Hard Man. Iron Hard Man. <laughs> um, or that Oliver on, Stone one, a, Natural Born Cocksuckers. Or, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> there's just some people born in the role. Yeah, there's, there's a porn version for everything. I'm yes, sure there's there a porn version of Avatar out. Oh, well, I'm or sure the movie, is, yeah. all like Avatar: yeah, The yeah. Way of Wieners, or something. Else. <laughs> oh, it's already leaked out. The next Avatar is going to be all about fire next time. It's water this oh, time. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be fire next of time. Of course, they're going to be big surprise. Yeah. Wow. And everyone, and all the, and all the real true dumbasses, like, oh my god, I can't wait till that comes out. Me, I'm like, fuck you guys. Yeah, it's like a big glorified Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, that's it's all. That is. is interesting. Um, a little Not bit later me. on in the broadcast, yes. we're going to go into I Want to Know Who. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want to know who did certain things or made certain things or said certain things because probably I want to punch him in the face with a fucking tire. Now, th- this isn't like who wrote the Book of Love or no, no, who put no. the bop in the bop she bop she bop. Yeah, yeah. No, this cool is more like important. Yeah. yeah, this is very much important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Like, who the hell's job is it to pick up the dead animals on the side of the road? I actually know someone that did that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually know someone that did that. I don't know if they still do it, but wow. yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, I probably would have enjoyed that more than delivering mail the last few years. So. Well, he had some really good gas masks. I'll yeah. tell you that. He had some Imagine. really, really good ones. Yeah. Yeah, he broke it out during COVID. He's mm. like, I'm the only guy that can say that I can walk in a building and not come out with COVID. <laughs> Plus, if you're picking up those dead animals, you have a nonstop supply of those little maggots for fishing. 
Oh, yeah, that's true. Fish love those little maggots. Oh, yeah, you just reach mm. yourself right into a deer cavity and fucking grab those maggots. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fucking throw them in a little maggot bucket yeah. and walk off. Catch a few crappie on those. Yeah. Maybe some trout. And, and think of all the horns you could get, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just fucking grab those horns and put them on a plaque and go, yes! Yes! <laughs> yeah, I killed all 17 of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's funny. Bare hands. They are actually valuable. My oldest brother lived in Montana for a while. Uh-huh. And after the rut, he would go out uh, hunting for antler sheds. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, they were going for about $17 a pound for antlers. Really? And some of those elk antlers are like 35 to 50 pounds. So you're talking serious money. Wow. And uh, so it's not just like a little hobby thing. People actually have antler-sniffing dogs. Dogs are trained to sniff out antlers that have been wow. shed and find them. Um, you would find people who would go round up a crew of homeless guys and give them all 50 bucks and say, let's go hunt antler sheds. And they just, you know, walk in a line through the woods and find them. And wow. Yeah, it's a whole little cottage industry side hustle, if you were. Which the shit you don't know just I know, because it's weird. you're not into it, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. But, you know, they make knife handles and all sorts of sculpture and things. And you got to get them fast because all the little woodland critters eat them. They I eat would, the antlers because like they're bones. Like and it's very rich. Like the face, like hollowed out the face of the deer. Uh-huh. And go around and wear it oh, on yeah. your face. Oh, wouldn't that be freaking? Probably got shot during deer season. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to hunt this one area where a guy would spray paint his cows orange during deer hunting season. That he would makes actually, a lot of sense. You know, spray paint these big orange X's on the sides of his, and he put orange vests on his dogs. And that's yeah. smart because. Uh, I've mentioned before, I used to teach the... Oh, I've been out hunting before. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I used to teach the hunter safety class Something that Missouri moved. requires for for hunting. And, uh, yeah, people will shoot at sound, movement, color. Oh, yeah. All it's, you have to do is rustle in the bushes and you get buckshot over your fucking head. Yeah. 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 But oh, yeah. Some of the some of the conservation agents I've talked to that work at the check stations and said, yeah, people bring in large dogs horses, cows, and they swear up and down it's a deer. Because they have no fucking idea what a deer looks like. They yeah. just see something out running in the woods and they shoot it. Oh, look, I got me a deer. And somebody's great day. You know? Just, yeah. Uh, no way. I actually, I, I grew up, uh, part of my growing up at south of Kansas City in Cass mm-hmm. County. And I know people that's happened to. Yeah. Yeah, or just a family pet that just happened to stray just a little bit past yeah. their yard there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of the one of the instructors I used to teach with, uh, he had some, some uh, private land that he and some other guys owned, and uh, he took one guy out hunting there, and he gave him a map and said, okay, you're in this corner, and you can hunt this whole area. I'm going to be over here in this corner, and I'm going to hunt this area. So we stay away from each other. You hunt yours, you hunt mine. And he said it wasn't like two hours later, here this guy comes running from his area, shooting at a deer that's running, and almost hits this <laughs> other instructor who's up in his tree, and he said the bullets were going through the branches. Oh, my God. And he basically just leaped out of the tree and hit the deck, and the guy went on chasing after this deer, running and shooting on the run. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Oh, no. I have some fucking hillbillies that used to live next to us briefly, thank God it was briefly, yeah. in Cleveland, Missouri. They used to go pick up honey. That's for the fucking um, not-so-bright kids. I'm not going to say the R word, but let's say uh, <laughs> uh, slow. 
Yes. Very slow children of theirs. Way too inbred. Yes. Like maybe like ten generations deep inbred. Too many sister mamas. Yes. (laughs) They used to line up in the back of this old Ford truck that they had. All of them had a shotgun. And they go down the, like if anyone's familiar, I know some people listen to old stomping grounds there at W Highway. Yeah. They go down W Highway south of Freeman there. Oh, yeah. Uh Yeah. And they just start fucking something rustling around. Boom, 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 boom. And it's like, fuck. It's like, you ever have someone like run out and go, my kid. (laughs) (laughs) I guess not. I never did hear anything. But yeah. No, that this pack of inbreds. I don't think they ever got a deer. I've never seen them have one strung up anywhere. So, yeah. yeah. Well, there's, uh, there's unfortunately, there's an expression for people who make hunting mistakes. It's called SSS. Shoot, shovel, and shut up. Yeah. So yep. you take a shovel with you. If you shoot the wrong thing, you bury it, and you never tell anyone. Yep. And you've got to know that there's a lot of people dead buried out there in the wilderness that somebody <laughs> shot accidentally while hunting. It was probably it Dick take Cheney. The yeah, it was probably Dick Cheney. And look they just up, buried him there. Look it up. Look up Dick Cheney, and then look up uh, quail hunting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That so was... all you youngsters out there, if you want to know any one of the two. <laughs> and while you're at it, look up toe tapping. There you go. Yeah, toe tapping is a really interesting phenomenon. Yeah. You, you could probably Google, Google image that, too. I think Google image yeah. and that would be great. So, but, uh, yeah. but uh, anyhow, uh, many thanks to the Filthy Bee. Yeah, 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 we're still enjoying the gift bags they said. Yes, we are. He's sending us some more gift bags, too. He's going to send us some uh, new merchandise. Yeah. we'll probably just give away on this show. I think we should. Either yeah. that or, you know, fuck it, maybe we'll keep it. Yeah, we'll give it away. <laughs> <laughs> know that coffee mug, that engraved coffee mug? Yes. That thing right there, I think I want to keep that. But I'll just buy one and we'll give away the other coffee mug. It's an oversized coffee mug. With, yeah. With a filthy bean emblem, if you Google imaged it, like that. Like Topher asked you to do, you would see the emblem. It's a beautiful emblem. Yeah. So, anyhow, yeah. Uh, and did you notice at the bottom of the cup, it says, give me that filthy bean? Yes. It's right down the bottom of the cup. That's no fun. Oh, it's great. Am I stepping on your foot? I can't. No, no, no. I don't something. know what you're stepping on. It's not my I'm not foot. trying to toe tap you here. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Always denied. I'm not Fred Astaire. <laughs> <laughs> or Liberace. <laughs> yes. Life or the C-H-E. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, anyhow, the Filthy Bee, thank you, Rick. Many thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy in uh, Japan, he does not want to come on the air because he has a high-end job. Oh, well, I know who you mean now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The one yeah. that ordered all the merch and, yeah. and the beanies and stuff. Nice guy. We, we talked really for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a we cool had a guy. conference call with him. But he's kind of in a high-end job, so he really yeah. cannot go on a podcast or anything. But he's... Yeah, he's, he's like that Silicon Valley guy who got caught peeking under the oh, stall door. I got, door this, I got uh, this right here. Panera Bread. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> listen, um, listening to our podcast might be considered something along those same lines. It would lines, be along those lines. Yeah. So since you started it. I, I, I just wanted to bring it up. <laughs> oh, right. The CEO of a Silicon Valley startup was arrested Monday on suspicion of peeping on a woman inside a Panera Bread restroom, authority said. Mm. So he wasn't like at his own place doing this. Wow. He was at a Panera Bread down the road, fucking being a filthy. Uh, Police in Mountain View identified the suspect as Aduro Marina, the 35 year old co founder and chief executive officer of Sea Drone, a Palo Alto based company that offers underwater ship pole 
inspections. Oh my God! So he did inspections too. Yeah. And he did them kind of like not underwater. He was trying to under look stalls. under. He was trying to look at the underside of these women's holes. It's his. It's his new. Uh, he was doing a new uh, model, a new business model. There you under go. Stall inspections. Should have sent a drone in. Yeah, he should. Yeah. <laughs> then he could sat in his living room with his pants down. Yeah. You know. Um, One hand on the keyboard. According to a police press release around 11.40 a.m. Monday, a 9-11 call came in, or a 911 actually. 911, yeah. There's no 11 on the phone. Yeah. A 911 uh, call came from a woman reporting that she had been inside a restroom in, at the Panera Bread Eatery in El Monte Avenue when a man stuck his head underneath her stall. <laughs> I think you so, noticed that, yeah. So the guy didn't even write about it. I mean, he was yeah. like, hey! He's, he was like Turbulent. He was like fucking uh, uh, Snapping Turbulent. Yes. You know? uh-huh. The woman screamed at the man who then ran out of the restroom and the restaurant the release stated. <laughs> the victim chased the peeper, later identified as Moreno, and confronted him. When she attempted to take a photo of the suspect, police said he grabbed her phone and pushed her to the ground and fled on foot. Oh, there's criminal assault right there. Yes, yeah. there is. So I'm thinking that probably about right now, he is not... The CEO of that company. I would bet he's, yeah. And he's getting ready to go for a criminal record. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, sexual offender registry. Yes. Yeah. Very uh, very much earned. He earned them. (laughs) So, yeah. See, the smart play is to buy a business and then, you know, put observation devices in that yeah. and have them video feed to your house and that way you can be a a professional pervert. You know? Yeah, yeah, you go, look, uh, I own this business and I need to know what's going on there 24-7, so therefore, I have to have these play. Uh, you know, I can't yes. help it if every now and then I see a skirt yes. inside a skirt. Of course, you know, there was someone who actually did that. They uh, they actually bugged I know what, the bathrooms of their own business. Yes. They bugged the women's rooms of their own business and then was making tapes. I think he actually, he, w- he wasn't content just to watch, he wanted to actually make video recordings. Yes, and that's where he got in trouble. Yes. That's where he, well, he could have gotten in trouble the other way too, but I, my feeling is, is he could have found a way around it, but when they found the actual recordings, that yes. did him yeah, in, because that, that means he willingly did it and put it on a, you know, yes. on a yes. recording. No, no way to explain your way out of that one. No, 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 no. no I don't care how tight you run your business. <laughs> no uh, no amount of mansplaining is going to take no. care of that. No, that's a, that's a big, oops. Yeah. So... Anyhow, yeah, this guy, he, uh, he fucked up. Big time. Yeah. Well, you know, he's going to get a golden parachute. He probably owns so much financial interest in the company that they're going to buy him out, pay him off. He's going to go to prison a very wealthy man. <laughs> yes, of so. course. Well, right now they probably already said, you know, they already called him up and said, hey, how many million is it going to take to get you out of here yes. and get your name erased from everything? <laughs> yeah. And then he's going to go plead deal with private chick. Yeah. So, hey, you know what, because it, I, well, it was violent, so I think the state yeah. could pick up the charges. Yeah, there can definitely be criminal charges if she wants to pursue. Well, I don't know if the state can pick it up or not, uh, because she could deny charges against him. Oh, that's right, but, but in violence, some circumstances, ones, yeah, I think, the, state uh, the state automatically prosecutes. Go, We're going to go ahead and prosecute. Yeah, because it's not up to you anymore, because he could do this to somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know if that's classified as one of them or not. Could be. It, it could, could be. be. It just depends on how the state feels about this guy, and personally, I think they should. They'd just be like, you know what, you know, we, we don't like this, and yeah. we're going to set a president of uh, people that do this. 
whatever financial windfall this guy gets separating from that company, I hope the woman that he harassed gets all of it. I hope so, too. <laughs> I hope she gets every penny. Yeah. And I, did, I didn't just say Vink and everything. I didn't download a picture of the guy, but, man, he, he is a shifty-looking piece of shit. So, Gosh. he deserves what he gets. Oh, man, yeah, they have whole internet sites for that kind of thing. If yeah, you want exactly. To go, but, uh, I, I don't get it. Or he had so much money, just pay some chick that. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe part what of the thrill it, like, is... The is, peeping experience instead yeah, of girlfriend yeah. experience? Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you can hire somebody to role play anything you it's want. It's got to be but, a real sick buck if you think about it. Yeah. Because so. I think the thrill is probably getting caught because he did stick his head underneath he had to know that's pretty damn obvious, and I'm sure the only real thrill on comes slide, from the. Do it completely different. Well, yeah, I mean, the, there's. I guess he's seeking the thrill, the adrenaline thrill of the violation, but then he also gets a thrill from the punishment. Yes. And I think the more humiliating in public his punishment is, the more he's going to enjoy it. Yeah, you're um, probably right, and he's probably just a, he's probably happier than hell. Yeah, like oh good man, it's gonna get out here. Yeah, and you know this could be you know this could hold him for a couple years or ten years or maybe the rest of his life he never does it again. But yeah. apparently he's always wanted to do this or had a very overwhelming compulsion because there's yeah. so many different ways he could have done this, like we're just talking about. Yeah, he had to have wanted this. And is probably reveling in it right now. Yeah, and even though a large part of him wanted the humiliation of being caught and punished, he still had the self-preservation instinct of, push her down oh my God, look phone. what I did. And yeah, grabbed her phone and pushed her down because part of him was still like, I mean, oh my God, this is really, really bad. But now that it's now that it's done, it's like he's probably the, reveling in it. Yeah, pervert slash psychopath. Yeah. Right? It's, so, it's kind of similar to when the serial killer gets caught, convicted, goes to jail, then sits on death row and gleefully tells you about everything they did because they want they the get credit. A high. They, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Well, BTK would have never gotten cut. BTK was in Wichita, Kansas. Yeah, Dennis Rader. But, yeah, he, it was back in the 70s, was it, or 80s? No, it was... I think well, he did it again. Yeah, he, caught, he, he kind of did it on and off, but I remember getting caught in around, around 2000 sometime. Yeah, okay. Well, he was outraged that they'd forgotten about him and quit talking about him. Yes. So um, he got real sloppy pretty much to get caught. Yeah. And his, he stood BTK for bound, torture, kill. Yeah. He came up with that moniker himself. Yeah. He was so proud of him. Yes. Yeah. And the, I remember the judge asked him during sentencing, why did you do this? And he said it was a, this was sexual fantasy. Wow. He came at that, he came at that right away. The judge said, why sexual fantasy, sir? Yeah, as a matter of fact, like, yeah. it's kind of like, well, no, this why I did it. Yeah. Why? why, why you That's what know? got him off. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of like almost Rain surprised that he wrong. got asked. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> Don't <know>? you know? Yeah. <laughs> you haven't figured it out yet? Oh, anyhow, yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's some other serial killers that get upset when they you know, start being uh, forgotten. Supposedly yeah. the Zodiac killer. From yeah. the late 60s and early 70s in San Francisco area, supposedly he got upset about being ignored and started sending letters in I remember again. that. I remember that, yeah. Uh, some of those wound up being fakes. The, uh, the some detective, people did. Some creeps did it just to be creeps, yeah. Well, they got a lot of those, but the detective investigating the case was trying to stir up interest in it himself, and he was accused of manufacturing some of the letters oh, and I didn't sending know them that. in just to get 
you know, the case stirred up again. See, I always thought it was creeps acting like him because yeah. they, that's what they got off on. But the, so. the accusation never held up. Um, and, in fact, one of the handwriting guys said, you know, these, these letters are just like the original letters. So, you know, if you're saying the detective sent these in, then he's the killer. He sent them all in. But... And other people said, well, he copied the original letters. There was kind of a photocopy hmm. projection technique that the killer used to project letters onto a piece of paper, and then he traced them to disguise his handwriting. So anyone who figured out how he did it could imitate it. Um, it it's a fairly common technique used in filmmaking. Um, and then he adapted it to sending in the harassing letters to the police, which is what made them think that the killer was someone who was in the... Uh, movie industry, or at least a movie buff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, wow. Yeah, but you know, so either he did or didn't. <laughs> but it's it's an uh, it's an expected thing for serial killers. If they if they don't burn out and kill themselves, then eventually they're like, yeah, hey, don't talk about me anymore. Yeah. You know, sometimes they catch them when they're 75, well, 80, and they just can't wait to confess. They're like, don't you know who I am? <laughs> By that time, no one really gave a shit. Yeah, everyone's already dead. The family well, members have gone. Uh, John Walsh. Yeah. Was talking about the creep that admitted to killing his son, and he's not even sure if that was him because he said like a lot of creeps like to mimic. Yeah. Other creeps. Mm-hmm. Copycats. Yeah, copycats. And he said that that type of a creep likes to talk about it and relive it in their, yeah. in their head, which I find just even more disturbing. Oh, I know. So, uh, anyhow. The brain has to be wired completely different because there's no way I could do that. Here's all I got to say on that. Let's be glad we don't understand it. Yeah, yeah. That's one of those things like, you know. It's like, yeah. That's a healthy sign that we don't get it. Exactly. That's true. But here's something that I don't get either. Okay. I want to know who Mm -hmm. is this segment that I came up with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Certain things. I want to know who did that. Either to, like, hit him in the face with a hot iron or give him a big hug. Yeah. 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 Most of them are a hot iron. Okay. I want to know who. Played flute in Stairway to Heaven. Not listed on Led Zeppelin 4, and no one seems to know. Oh, wow. Yeah. John Paul Jones didn't take credit. John Bonham didn't take credit. Funny. Robert Plant didn't take credit. Judy Page didn't take credit. Maybe There's it's no just somebody that was hanging around the studio at that period. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. It's like, hey, does anyone want to play the flute here? So go, hey, I, yeah, I do. Hey, hey, all right. Well, hell, have someone uh, go over there to that recording device and man it while yeah. he's playing the flute. They may not have even gotten any money for it, right? Yeah, if it wasn't someone who is a professional musician, then there's probably no obligation to give them credits on the album or let them pay them or list them or whatever. You know, I'd have been somebody's girlfriend. Say, hey, I can play the flute here. Yeah, and that's what <laughs> got him for a hell of a price, it yeah. sounds like. That's a pretty iconic little flute like there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Who was that? Yeah. We'll probably never know. I've been I've been searching for years now, trying to figure it out, and I'm keep coming up with nothing. And you have someone claimed to be that person. How would they prove it? Exactly. Yeah. So, but we don't even. I haven't even found anyone that claims it. Is what bothers me. <laughs> no one gives a shit who plays the flute on it except me, I guess. <laughs> you know, well, now I do too. Okay, you brought well, it up. Okay. So. And anyone else that listens to said music yeah. now, you care. I'm going to be losing sleep over this now. Thanks and a lot. And if you know, please, please <laughs> yeah. send me a message to douchebagsandmicrophone.net. <laughs> Why is it Facebook won't let people click on that? 
I don't know. It pisses me off. Though. You can click on all sorts of links and, and leave Facebook, but when you click on ours, it, it won't. Let us. It, won't yeah, it almost they don't makes like me us. wonder because we dog Zuckerberg so much. If they, they know this, and they're yeah. like, you know what, we're not going to let you just bash our supreme leader. There's the probably some. Man. Yes, some macro or bot or worm or whatever that's going that's through all our podcasts. Whenever I post it, I say, leave, go to your browser and push in. Yes. Douchebagsandamicrophone.net. Go to your browser, not Facebook. Yes. Fuck those guys. They're afraid of us. Yes, they are. We ought to start saying that a lot more of the podcast that Facebook is afraid of. That's right. They don't like us. And yeah. you know what? We don't like them. <laughs> but I'll bet you we hate them more than they hate us. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, I want to know who was the first idiot to use kale as a food. Oh, yeah. They get the hot iron to the face. Yeah, I mean, who who grabbed the leaf off that plant and ate it and said, this is good? Yeah, it had to have been a joke. <laughs> I still contend it was a joke. Yeah. Someone said, hey, hey, Ralph, come over here. Yeah. Take a little nibble of this shit. Oh, my God, it's horrible. I bet you I can get people to eat it in two months. For someone saying, if you nab me, you need that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then they're laughing. Ah, you did. Fuck you. And then they told all the friends, hey, see if you can get your uh, significant other to eat this as a punishment. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, the little fart balls known as Brussels sprouts. You, you know, who picked those, bit into one, and said, yum. <laughs> you one starving motherfucker. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, hey, God, I, I'm answering someone. I want to know who invented man buns. Oh, yeah. Oh, hot iron to the face there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. And don't stop until you, like, go all the way through. Mm. And, you know, almost as bad as the man bun is the woman who puts her hair up in a big, nasty, sloppy, messy, half-ass bun. Oh, yeah, And then yeah. thinks they she looks so cute. Yeah, like, I, did, I did my hair today. It's like, what? Did a it's raccoon like come over there? Pieces falling out and here and, you know, all jammed up and tangled and knotted. And you're like, oh, that looks so cute. No. You, <laughs> you look like you slept in a, in a park bench last night. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. I want to know who invented Crystal Pepsi. Oh, yes. The invisible cola. They need set on fire. After, after you zap them with the hot iron to the face, they yeah. need set on fire. Yes. I think people at Pepsi probably took care of that for us. So. Oh, they probably did. Yeah, they're dead. Yeah, they, they, they slaughtered them. They're like, yeah, uh, uh, who was it that did that? Take them out back. No, no. It, they took them to the cornfield. You know, oh, yes. You know what I'm talking about? The, yes. Um, the Twilight Zone Twilight episode. Zone, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was Billy Mummy from Lost it was. in Space. Yes. You're a bad man. I'm going to send you to the cornfield. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you did not want to go to the cornfield. No, no, no. Whatever the fuck was in that cornfield, you did not want to go there. <laughs> and he would get that look on his face. You're bad. <laughs> and then he'd do this concentrated looking thing, and then the guy would disappear to the cornfield. Yep. That was a scary ass show. Oh god, yeah, that was one of my most feared. Yeah. So yeah, that little fucking that little fucking crazy <laughs> yeah. little bastard could control everybody's life like that. Oh. <laughs> oh. I want to know who invented a satchel 
slash man purse. Oh, gosh, yes. I imagine it was somebody who just, they wanted to expand the market and sell more bags, and they say, hey, we can convince a lot of dumb people that men should carry a big purse, too. Yeah, really, <laughs> how stupid they look. They'll do it. All we do is we find some guy with a big smile and a square jaw to carry one around. Yes. Well, it was just like, um, they probably did guerrilla marketing. I think I told you about this before, maybe on yeah. a podcast, I don't know. You just go to Westport, I told you, you know, just pick up the stragglers. I've worked till like... 11 or something or 12. I think I worked till 12. Then I had about 20 minutes to get to Westport and the 12 o'clock, the 1.30 bars start shutting down the 3, 3 o'clock bars and start, you know, getting everybody in there. So I just go down there every now and then, eh, probably a couple times a week. Yeah. Go down there and try to scrape up the stragglers, what have you. They have the wounded years. gazelles. Yeah, a couple <laughs> wounded gazelles. It's a bad, I'm so sorry. He's a <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. I don't even find you attractive. Yeah. I just think, you remind me of my sister. Come here. Let's just hold each other. Okay, it's okay. I'm not hard. Let's just hold each other. So, anyhow. Um, uh, yeah, where was I going now? Shit. Uh, uh, guerrilla marketing. Okay. Um, Past Blue Ribbon was way, way, way. I mean, it was oh, yeah. nowhere to be found. That was the joke old man hillbilly beer. Everybody's grandpa's beer that nobody liked. Yeah. So, it was bought out by another brewery. Um, and uh, they decided they're going to make a run and try to make this thing relevant. Yeah. They didn't have a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. So what they did was, in my experience with it is, is like we're at Buzzard Beach or, uh, or I don't know, um, at the time it was like AC's Garage is right next door now. I don't know what it is now. But there, there's like a string of three or four bars. This after Lone Star moved and they closed down. Yeah. Okay. So um, anyhow, they have like four hot chicks come in. Yeah. And uh, start just like giving the whole bar around a PBR. Oh, yeah. So you sit there drinking your drink and all of a sudden, here, have a PBR. What, what is this from? Look back there. Yeah. And then they start throwing out t shirts, belt buckles, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, it became a craze. Everybody just started drinking Pastel Ruben. All yep. the young kids did. Yeah. Because these hot chicks came in and gave out all the swag. Everybody's wearing their PBR shirts. Uh-huh. And then everyone started drinking PBR. <laughs> and they went to a fort, a distant fort, because you had the uh, Anheuser Busch, Miller, and Coors. Yeah. And then you had PBR way back there by the whatever company. I think it might have been owned by Schlitz, maybe. Oh wow! Or something. And Schlitz wasn't even around really. I yeah. mean, but anyhow, yeah, and it worked really well. So I'm thinking like uh, the guerrilla marketing is probably how the man purse became. Mm-hmm. They had someone go into a Starbucks with her man purse. And yeah, you get somebody attractive to wear one. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, I got this at Macy's. It's very, it's really good for my line of work. You know, mm-hmm. I do uh, brain surgery on the side, and uh, you know, it's really good to keep these cases in the file. Yeah. And all the idiots in there that are drinking their fucking mocha latte, fucking double down, fucking three, <laughs> three deep, fucking two finger upside down, fucking blah, blah. <laughs> they... They went out and bought them. Yep. So, I want to be like him. I want to know who yeah. came up with a PSL. Oh, yes. It stands for Public uh, Seat Personal. Personal Seat License. Not yes. Public. Yeah, and that's convincing some idiot they have to buy the seat for all year uh, to go to anything. 
Yeah. You have to have that seat all year, and then it's up to you to sell it. If you don't want to go to a concert or a show there, uh-huh. or a, even a game, you have to sell that seat. Otherwise, you lose the money for it. Yep. They started doing it in colleges, and then they started doing it in the NFL, and I don't even know if they do it anymore. I haven't heard about it. I don't think they do it anymore, but whoever did that, they need hot iron to the fucking face. Mm. There was uh, some airlines tried to do a similar thing where when you paid the money for your ticket, all that did was get you on the plane. Now, if you wanted to sit down, you had to pay for a seat, and they're all yes. different prices. Uh-huh. And that didn't last because there were some people saying, okay, well, I just won't pay for a seat. Yeah, but then it's illegal to fly with people standing up like that. They have to be sitting down. But they had a plane full of people just standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So lawsuits were filed. The FAA stepped in and said, "No, you can't. You can't charge them extra. Sit down." Who was that? Braniff? Probably. (laughs) Am Yeah. Delta. That's probably one of Fred Delta. Yeah. Northwest. Who's got the nickname Northwest? Northwest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are pretty horrible from my experiences. Yeah. I took them a couple of times. Nothing right home about. Now Southwest is in the doghouse. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> they get an ass paddling actually. Yeah. Canceling flights. Okay. Yeah. We'll do the ass paddling on another episode, but they're in there. So. And finally, I want to know who come up in this interesting. You brought this up. Luggage fees. Yeah. Whoever came up with luggage fees, they need to be tar feathered and burned in hell. Mm-hmm. You know, if they could charge you for breathing on an airplane, they would. Yes. Yeah. Any any monetize if they you know they put a pay toilet in the plane if they could. Well, they it Except came up during the fuel crisis. I wouldn't pay back, for the toilet in the airplane. I just piss in the alleyway. No, I away. I'm not paying to go in there. I'll just piss right here. If I remember correctly, it came up during the fuel crisis, back when Bush was in office. Yes. And they said fuel costs so much, but the weight, weight Uh, is the reason we have to use so much fuel. So then they came up with a, well, we can't really, they started to try to ding people at weight over a certain amount of weight, Mm -hmm. but then they couldn't do that. Yeah. So then they had to go for luggage. Yeah. And then they said it was just temporary. Just temporary until the fuel goes down. <laughs> yes. No, it's Man. still there, and it's not going anywhere. As a matter of fact, they're worsening it. Yeah, and yeah. some airlines will jump on, and others will jump off. Now, with no baggage fees, and yeah. then, you know, six months later, they sneak them back in again. Yeah, they do. Yeah. 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 And but, if you don't, you pay for it in another way. Yeah. So. But they have figured out a way to weigh the passengers now. They do. They do. Um, I know. I, you told me about it, and then I read it, and they do. Yeah. yeah. So they, they don't let you know that they're weighing you, but they are. They're they are. they're they're weighing some and estimating the rest and cross checking and calibrating and, and yeah they're because they have to know how much fuel to put on yeah and they don't want to put over they don't want to put an extra hundred gallons on if they don't have to see yeah, I weigh six hundred pounds yeah so yeah I talked to a friend of mine about uh, you know a plane that would that had gone down because they miscalculated how much fuel they're supposed to have and he looked at me dumbfounded so why don't they just fill the tanks all the way up because <laughs> they don't want to carry around yeah, fuel that yeah, they don't it, need it doesn't make sense <laughs> why don't I you mean, go load nine pianos in your car and, and drive around. around yeah and also safety wise too yeah yeah they want to keep the least amount of fuel on board that they can mm-hmm. for a lot of different reasons yeah. So, yeah they want to arrive with you know not enough fuel to blow up the airport yeah, and I'm on board with them. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, he had no idea that they actually calculated how much fuel they needed and then estimated it more and then just went with it. And hopefully it worked out. And sometimes planes land with just a few If a 10-pound bag of shit could talk, this is what it would sound like. All right, you know what? It's cool. I'm glad we got another podcast in. Yeah, right. yeah. So, yeah, we had a lot to say, it turns out. Yeah. So, Good to get out of the house for a little bit. Yeah. Although I'm out of the house pretty much most of the day. Yeah, this is my <laughs> last day off. I had this morning, and then this, and then I got somewhere to go tonight. Oh, yeah. I had a string <laughs> of four days off, and it felt great, and this is my final yeah. day. So I'm glad we could do a little podcast. Yeah, so, yeah. It's good just to come down here and kind of... Hanging out, not a whole lot of people down here this time of day. It's later in the afternoon, so it's yeah. kind of cool. So, hey, I got one more unpleasant fact to throw out before I oh, forget. Yeah, 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 I love these. Um, Twenty percent, excuse me, of the people reported missing are uh, um, most likely murdered and will never be seen again. And in more than half the cases, the person reporting them missing is the one who mm-hmm. killed them. Wow. That's kind of weird to think. The person who killed them often is the one to report them missing. You think it's guilt? I, it could be impatience. It's like, okay, I need to pretend that, you know, I don't know that they're missing yet. I need, still need to pretend I don't know they're missing oh, yet. Oh, okay. And then when do I go and report them missing? Because I probably would have noticed by now. If I don't report it, then I look I suspicious. It. Yeah, and it's when like do- a, a, a big... Um, Hiding game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if they never reported it, that would look suspicious. So they got to report it sometime, and they generally and get... And they can't wait too long, because then that'll look fishy. Yeah. So, okay, that makes sense. Yep. The person, so they always look at the person who reports them missing as a prime suspect until ruled out. I think I think that's a great way to go. It makes a lot of sense. It me. does make a lot of sense. Yeah. It's just like if someone stabbed 52 times, they probably knew the person. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably yeah. something personal there. Yeah. <laughs> or like they make a Pez dispenser out of them. Like, I don't know, like maybe a famous athlete might have or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or yeah. allegedly his or son. allegedly his son or whatever. he's yeah. covering for. That would be someone that probably knew them. Yeah. Yeah. So, allegedly the gloves yeah. fit the yeah, sun. Yeah, because most people, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> most people don't go around and want to make a Pez dispenser out of anybody. Yeah. So, and if you don't know what a Pez dispenser is, look it up. Yeah. I don't even know if they sell them. They're still collectible. Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, I found a bag of them in uh, my house that my kids left behind. I went oh, through wow. and looked, and there's none in there that are really desirable. <laughs> some of the some of the unique and older ones are... Those were cool. I did, yeah. I did enjoy the Pez dispenser. Yeah. P-E-Z. Yep. Pez. <laughs> so, I was uh, pilfering through the internet. Yeah. Scouring... scouring um, over a hot keyboard bringing <laughs> you guys funny and stories and stuff like that. We work so hard for our, yes, for our listeners. And I was there sweating and I virtually in tears. I was mm. working so hard. 
and uh, I came across the new middle class estimate. Oh, inflation. nice. Inflation. Inflation adjusted. Yeah. So. Cool. Now, this is what the U.S. government considers middle class. Okay. This will be interesting. Per where you're at. Yeah. I don't have all of them because it had everybody, but I'm just going to go through some of them with some stats. New York, New York. New York oh, that's going to be a spendy one. Is fifty six thousand to one hundred sixty nine thousand per year? Wow! And this is according to that's a family to be just of, kind of middle class. Yeah, a family of four, I believe, wow. is what they're comparing it to. I think fifty six thousand in New York, a family of four. That's New York, not New York, much. That doesn't sound to me like no. middle class. No, that's yeah. You'd have to live way out out of the city. Yeah, I, I mean. So, huh. It said New York, New York, so it's got to be I in, guess in the, the city Bronx limits, but... or Queens or whatever, well, yeah. or Manhattan, yeah. or I mean, I Hell's don't know. Kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got to be somewhere in there. I am yeah. not familiar with all the boroughs and all that, but, you know, you know, I mean, I think... Anywhere that would have middle-class type housing. Yeah, to me, that's awful low. Yeah. I mean, that's even low for around here, I think. Yeah, yeah. And our cost of living is way less than that. So. Yeah. Anyhow, this um, L.A. Long uh-huh. Beach area, yeah, fifty-five thousand to one hundred sixty-five, and I know that's bullshit. Yeah, no, that's that's too I low. Mean, you know, they people can't even. Uh, I mean, because of uh, gentrification and all these other things that are in play, mm-hmm. um, gentrification, gentrification. I think isn't that what they call it? Yeah, it's when the rich people come in and buy the property in the depressed areas yeah, and just yeah. take and, the money and out. make it into a shit area. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the people that live there, because it's the only place they could afford to, have no place to go. Yeah, yeah. So the money never stays in the community. It gets drained yeah, out Yeah, and that happens businesses. all the time. That's happened here in Kansas City yeah. in so many areas. Yeah. So, um, 55K, awful love. Yeah, I don't see someone living in the L.A. Long Beach area on that. Not, not the family of four. Family of four, I believe. I'll have to relook at it. Yeah. If it's any different, maybe I they're meeting a, a single person at fifty-five, and then a family at the higher amount. Let me see. That might make more sense. Maybe that's what they're getting at. Let me look. I, I know the website that I looked to. It's in my cash. In here, so. Yeah, four can live cheaper than uh, four individuals. Four together. So that okay. Would make more okay. Sense. Yeah. Fluctuated. It is fluctuated, um, according to the people, and that's how come we got the low end and the high end. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like what you said. So Chicago. Okay. okay. One person, fifty-two thousand. Yes. I can see. Maybe that. even two people, fifty-two thousand. Yes. Yeah. Four people. I think you got to go with one hundred fifty-six thousand for Chicago. And, you know, this is middle class. We're not talking three cars, a no, beach no, no. house, lots of trips. We're talking necessities this, plus yeah. maybe getting to go to uh, Disneyland once every a year, year or something. Yeah. yeah. Saving up. Of Mexico. Saving up for your kid's college fund. Yeah. And, and not staying at a top resort, staying at a cheaper one. Yeah. 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 Say, yeah. yeah this isn't Jet Setter. This is just kind of getting by. This is Ham and Eger. You know, yeah. They're the ones that go to Pensacola instead of... Uh, which is great. I love Pensacola. Yeah. But they go to Pensacola instead of West Palm Beach. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, All right. Dallas, fifty-one thousand, low end, one hundred fifty-two thousand, high end. And yeah. Dallas, yeah, Dallas actually the price of living, except for housing. Yeah. Pretty reasonable. Yeah. 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 And I love Dallas because you get in and out in a Whataburger in the same city. 
<laughs> How nifty is that? That is pretty good. Yeah. And uh, Whataburger used to be like the hugest thing there. It looks to me like last time I was there a year and a half, a couple, couple years ago, I was there for work. Uh, seemed to me like there are just many people going in and out, and there's just many in and out as Whataburgers there. Yeah. So looked to me like it's doing pretty good there. Yeah. Houston, 47000 to 142,000. See, I thought Houston, I worked in Houston a lot too. Yeah. It seemed to me like Houston was a little bit higher than Dallas, but I guess not. Yeah, now Houston is is close to the coast, whereas Dallas isn't. Yeah. But on the other hand, Houston has it has a lot of oil and refineries there, so sometimes the air quality is not so good. And the air quality, a yeah. lot of people probably don't And it's so ungodly humid there. Your phone book, when people used to have phone books, they would just sprout mold. <laughs> I believe it. They go so out to get in. It's like, ugh. yeah. It's almost New Orleans light. It's so humid there. Oh yeah. New Orleans is just horrible humid. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. You know, you don't even towel off after a shower because doesn't do any good. Uh, yeah. You're just gonna. Yeah. You just go around damp the whole time you're there. Yeah. Just powder yourself a few times. Yeah. <laughs> get that room going. <laughs> That's what they use in all their food, anyhow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Washington, D.C. area, 74000 to 221000 oh. One person, 74 in D.C., yes. That's nuts. I've been there numerous times, and yes, it's very high. Oh, man. It's really shitful. It is. Ugh. Unless you go to Arlington, Virginia, or around that area. I mean, Washington, D.C. is full of politicians. Well, they all live in Virginia, like Arlington, Adelaide. Well, that's true. They're yeah. there during the daytime. They're there during the daytime. Yeah. Yeah, they don't, they don't actually live in D.C. They scurry away like cockroaches when the sun goes down. Yeah, yep. Yeah, like <laughs> the cockroaches they are. Yes. Uh, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. 53,000 low end, 160,000 high end. So a little more in Chicago. That kind of surprised me. Yeah. San Francisco. Oh, yeah. 77,000. Oh, Wow. Low end, two hundred thirty-two thousand high end, and I, yeah, that's yeah. San Francisco is expensive. Yeah, it really is. Yep. Uh, you know, it's, but there's people who are willing to pay it because there's yeah. not a lot of vacancy in San Francisco. Oh yeah, the Filthy Bean was actually going to build a shop out there. Wow. Yeah, but he decided not to. He didn't want to do one that far away. I think he might go for Memphis next. Yeah. Have one there, and then have one in Memphis. Something a little bit more controllable. Like he said, he doesn't always want to be having to fly to the coast. Oh, yeah, that'd be expensive to just keep yeah. flying out there and checking on your store. Yeah, so it, that's coming. That's coming. Mm. And the cool thing is, is we have our filthy bean mugs that we got from the first gift pack. Yep. They're filling them up here at the City Market Coffee. They don't care. They're fine. Nice, yeah. Matter of fact, one of them said, nice bean. So. <laughs> I like my beans. Yep, yep. We all love our beans. <laughs> Okay, so generally middle, middle class is regarded as not living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, you're able to save a little. Yeah, you're able to have. Yep, average savings is 12k with a with a 401k. Three, it's not three, much. No, no, no. The, the 12k is for. Um, sorry, I didn't get to it all. Um, the 12k is what you have in the bank, and 300,000 is average for your 401k. Okay. And I, I guess maybe, like, since they're talking about kids, maybe someone that's like 50 or something, his kids are getting up there. Or I don't know. Yeah, maybe some of those 45. are, some of that is the college fund that they've started. Yeah. Yeah. So, U.S. average estimated middle class is 62%. That's 
that's higher than I thought it would be. Yeah, that's yeah. actually quite a bit higher than I thought it would be. I would never have thought 60, 62% of the people walking around are so middle class. We should be running this country. Yeah. It looks like we're the minority. Yeah. But we're not, I guess. Yeah. Although many have substantial uh, credit card, mortgage, and hospital debt. That's true. So, it's not is all as it appears. Yeah. So, anyway, I found that article pretty fascinating. I could have put more in it, but I kind of figure stuff like that, there's only so far you can take it. And it's just yeah. numbers, and no one really, everyone's just kind of like, eh, okay, all right, got it. Yeah. So, there's a little rough draft of, uh, of what the government thinks of people that are doing all right. Yeah. So. Well, Cindy and I know a girl who moved out to... California uh -huh. to do a, a job, and she left because it was going to pay her a lot more. Um, but then, of course, she gets out there and everything costs more. So she says she's really about where she was here, as far as you know how much she can save and, and her, her uh, standard of living and she everything. She didn't realize that. She thought she was going to be able to you know conserve and save, and uh, um, but just everything is research, so much. Well, she saw what she wanted to see. I guess so. Um, yeah, okay. But uh, they've been asking her to, you know, come back to the, the office. No, they, they declined to give her a raise. And she said, well, if I'm not going to give her a raise, then I'm going to work from home and save on my fuel charges. And they said, okay. No, so okay. Right. so now she has to work from home and save the gas money in order to just be even where she was here. Oh, wow. You know, she says she loves California, but it takes every penny she got. I've heard that from That's a lot of people, though. Because other people want to live there, too. It's no, in know, demand, and so price goes up. I know people live out there, yeah. and they don't live nearly as well as they could here in Florida, also. Mm -hmm. And uh, they will not. I mean, but Florida isn't that much higher than California is. Yeah. Property value is one thing, but cost of groceries and all that's about the same yeah. as here. So. Yeah, I remember hearing a, a brag article about Motley Crue and it's like after the third or fourth album, it's like, oh, Vince Neil buys a million dollar home in Beverly Hills. And it's like, so? Yeah, and they showed it. It was just like, my house was bigger. And I thought, <laughs> well, well, okay, a million bucks. So, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. And then they think, like, Ozzy and Sharon's home in no. Beverly Hills. Yeah. Well, now it might be. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's stunning. Yep. All right. I have some. Uh, Odd questions. I love odd questions. Oh, I yes. love giving odd answers. <laughs> That's why we got them here. <laughs> oh, okay. Number one. When did time begin? Oh, wow. That one. <laughs> I guess you're going to have to say what, what do you consider time? I consider the creator is the one that essentially... Maybe the creator, not I, I call him God, but I mean, mm -hmm. anyone could call him whatever you call him. Okay. Didn't they essentially come up with time, but maybe they didn't call it time? Well, you know, there's there's at least two things you call time. And one is what we deal with every day, like, you know, hours passing. Yeah. There's yeah. yesterday and today and tomorrow. I'm older now than I was yesterday. That You know, that kind of time. But then there's also time that physicists talk about that is part of, I mean, they talk about space-time and the curvature and space-time and stuff. When did the sum of this 
Because yeah. time changes when velocity changes and when gravity changes. So what into Einstein's yeah. theory of going back in time. Um, but but the the upshot is that it really is true that time passes at a different rate for all of us. Yes. Yeah. You know, very minutely. But the faster you're going or the closer you are to a gravity source, time moves differently for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Is that why uh, little people are... Uh, I don't think we call them midgets anymore, do we? Yeah, like Danny DeVito? Yeah. yeah. Like, well, he didn't die early, but a no. lot of it... <laughs> no, no, he's actually, like 80-something. He's doing quite well. I looked him up. He's got uh, Fairbanks syndrome. Of, um, What's that? A musculoskeletal disorder. It's a type of dwarfism. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. I mean, yeah. yeah. You know, he's, he's four foot ten. Uh, yeah, but it's well, funny, he never identifies as a little person. He, he, he talks done. about being short, but he's apparently doesn't want to ever identify with the little person community. No. Which is weird, think, because he, he obviously is himself. one. Yeah, he is one, but I don't think he considers himself one. I guess I mean, he identifies as a, a full height like person. He's kind of like Black KKK character. Yeah, this is black white supremacist. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm not one of them. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, inventing time. Here's a here's an interesting. You know, today is Wednesday, mm-hmm. but how do we know it's really Wednesday? We don't because where are you at? It's not Wednesday everywhere. Well, it's like when they had the first Wednesday, they had uh-huh. to keep track and count. And have they done that correctly? We don't know. All these many thousands of years? Couldn't they have gotten off by one or two days in there somewhere? Easily. It might not really be Wednesday. Yeah, it may not. Yeah. Well, and here's another thing, too. Okay. <laughs> Here, I'll try to put it like this. Okay. okay then I'll have my okay, answer. Okay, this is my thing. Okay. okay. All right. God comes out, creates the earth, right? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Well, i got to start doing stuff with this, but it didn't time yet. Yeah. Let me take a look at this and figure this out. Okay, this is obviously a rough draft. To douchebagsandmicrophone.net, you're one stop for everything You want to write us? You want to say something to us? You want to look for a live button? When we go live, you can call in. All of this stuff is right there for your ear holes and eye holes. You got it, chumps. It's all yours. Two douchebags and microphone.net is up and running. Hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. A constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. You're the reason tubes of toothpaste have instructions on them. If a 10 pound bag of shit could talk, this is what it would sound like. Yeah. Well, let's see, okay, we got water there, like we got trees, we got mountains, okay. Not animals. I need something more like me. I'm gonna put people on there, okay? Put some people on there, but it's not time yet. Okay, yep. before I do this, I've got to do this, this, and this, so the people can live. So, to me, that's where time begins. It isn't to the place where you can do this or this or this. So, to me, that's increments in time as we know it. Yeah. So, time isn't necessary unless something's going to change. Exactly. Yeah. So, I think, to me, time began when this whole fall was created. Yeah. Even though we knew it or not. Because, you know, it, it it was the third day before sun, before God created the sun. Exactly. 
So, so how do you measure days be before then? The sun was yeah. So as I say, there's a different time it, isn't it, necessarily. It was completely different until the sun came around. Yeah. So and the then idea, there was gravity. The idea that one day is one day and it's the same always and everywhere. Mm -mm. Time, time is very fluid, it changes, and it's not an absolute the way we think it is. So yeah. I'm going to say human beings invented time because we needed a way to understand what was going on around us. Yeah, you're probably right, but I've been looking at it like this for a long time, so I'm going to stick with yeah. my, uh, my... I think uh, both can uh, be true, you know? It depends on how you look the at it. The human version of time right? versus what the universe and its physical being considers time. Yeah. It's, that's that's a deep one. Yeah, it is. I, I really like that question. Yeah. Right off the bat, when I looked these up, that was the first one. I was like, all right, this is downloadable. Yeah. Okay, did we invent math or discover it? Oh, wow. I've got a definite answer on this one. And I believe it to be true. Huh. I'd say we invented it. I'm going to say we discover invented it. We discovered partial that it needed to be there, yeah. and then we invented the rest. Yeah, the sim simple so like arithmetic, like the add, subtract, multiply, and divide, is pretty basic, and everyone can see that it exists. But then the complex things like calculus were That invented. came up later. Yeah. 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 Like Miss Jones down the road had triplets. Yeah. What do you do? Uh, they got more of the same kind. Yeah, they, they added three. Yeah, so they are plus three, you know, whatever yeah. plus three, you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that had to have been there. So math had to have been discovered then. Let's yeah. say one of them uh, got ran over by a uh, snowplow like that, uh, yeah. like that star did. Yeah, Renner. <laughs> yeah, Renner. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say one of them got ran over by a snowplow, only it fucked them up so bad they're dead, okay? Yeah. So then there's only two of them. So what did they do then? You know, they had to take one away. Well, what? Well, yep. we decided there was three of them. Uh -huh. So now what are we going to do? Because one of them's gone. Well, okay, then that's simple. That's two of them. Yeah. So, yeah. There was a science fiction movie I saw a while back where the humans and the aliens were able to finally understand each other. And it turned out that the aliens had never invented algebra. It's just they never needed it. So they never invented algebra. They were smart. <laughs> They're like, why the fuck are you doing this? We're teaching our kids how to write a check. Why the fuck are you guys doing that? Yeah. You know, we got this thing. We're showing them how to figure out their 401k. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I can, there's there's basic math that exists, and then there's the crazy Only they call it the 401f yeah, for whatever go. reason. Or the 401. Yeah. 401. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, hit me again. All right, where does a thought go when it's forgotten? Oh wow! You know there is actually a lot of evidence that says that once knowledge is learned, it can never be unlearned. It all it is always in a state of being. We've known. talked about this. I don't think yeah. it's on a podcast either. I think we talked about it just like. It's like energy never disappears. It gets changed to a different form. You know, yeah. light becomes heat, and then it eventually, you know, becomes this. But it never gets destroyed. Yeah. I think information is the same way. It never gets destroyed. It just gets misplaced or changed to something I else. I agree. I agree. So I think that when a thought, when you forget it, it's still there. You just don't have access to it. Think about, you know how, how radio signals are emanating from our planet. 
and have been since we invented radios. So, you know, if you wanted to go listen to the radio broadcast from 70 years ago, you go 70 light years out in space, and that's where the radio signals are from 70 years ago. They're just, you know, emitting yeah. out there. Yeah, that's, yeah. Now, eventually, those signals... So we go out there and hear KY-102. Yes. Oh, that's what we got to do. Yeah, we got to, yeah. Now, eventually... What year would you listen to? Probably 78. 78, that's good. Yeah, Coroner yeah, okay. was out, Boston was Boston, out. Boston, yeah. yeah. Um, there was eventually, Floyd, there was REO. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Eventually, those radio signals are going to fall into a black hole. Yeah. But they never actually yeah. go into and disappear out of it. They just, they get just compressed. Uh-huh. So every black hole has layers and layers and layers of compressed information like a giant hard drive. Yeah. And when the black hole evaporates, all mm-hmm. that stuff gets released again. That's knowledge and information that never goes away. It has a permanent existence. Look at it like that. I think you're absolutely right. It doesn't go anywhere. No. I mean, it just keeps evolving. Now, right, eventually you'll get that thought back sometime. Yeah. See, now, right, right now we can't go to a black hole and look at the layers of compressed information and decipher any of it. But maybe somebody out there in the universe has figured out how to do that, and they use black holes as storage devices. Hmm. Instead of a hard drive that you know holds three terabytes, you've got a black hole that holds you know wow. seventy solar systems worth. <laughs> the ultimate hard drive <laughs> yeah. storage would be a black <laughs> hole. Are like, man, yeah, our, uh, we have our big supercomputer stored out uh-huh. in space. What, what that thing? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our storage. Uh huh. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> it could work if you could figure out a way to decrypt and recover the information. You could use a, a black hole as an infinite, pretty much infinite so, storage so, device. So there you are in the alien. You're, like, talking to one of the big wigs there. And uh-huh. you guys are figuring some stuff out. And he's like, well, I'm going to have to refer to um, our mainframes. Um, yeah. um, hang on. Let me let me call uh, let me call my assistant. You hey, Nerf Knock. Yes? <laughs> Um, can you go out there uh, to our storage unit and points towards the black, black hole? Hey, uh, could you go out there and get the hard drive uh, A, B, and C of, of, uh, of uh, so-and-so? Or what you could do is just have your own little pocket black hole. Just whip out it. your little black hole yeah, out of your yeah, pocket yeah. and plug it in and just download the info into your little <laughs> personal black hole. Hang on, excuse me a second here. <laughs> so, we got there from, uh, where does the thought go? Shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Moving right along or not, do we have free will or is everything predestined? And, you know, if everything <clears throat> was predestined, how would we know? Exactly. Because maybe we've been taught to think, maybe we've been predestined to think that we have free will. I don't think there's any way to possibly know if we're acting on our own or something is telling us what to do every moment of every day. No, I know. It's weird, it's isn't it? It's unanswerable. Yeah, it is. I'm just going to have to trust that I'm... There's only one way you I'm, can know that answer, and we're not that person. Yeah. We're not that whatever, you know? I, yeah. I'm just going to have to trust that I am self-determining, <laughs> and that I'm, you know, deciding my own fate. It would kind of be a bummer if you found out everything was predestined, and it's like everything you ever did, including yeah. this podcast or whatever, just kind of like, yeah, yeah, we already wrote that in your script. I remember, I remember seeing a movie that kind of touched on that, uh, free will versus uh, preordained. And the way the guy described it is, think of it as instead of locked onto a track, think of it as you're floating on a wide river. 
you're going to go where the river goes, but you can drift back and forth as much as you want. Mm -hmm. So you have free will within that path, mm -hmm. but you've got to stay on that path. I would tend to think that it's... That like makes that more too. sense. It makes a lot of sense. It's like, look, we're going to give you a little here and a little there. Yeah. But you're going to be on this path. The fish can swim upstream, downstream. You can swim to that bank, but swim to that bank. the fish is going to swim in that area or yeah. it's going to die. I mean, I can even hold still while the river passes them by, but the fish can't jump out onto the land, hop in the car, and go drive Unless to the mall. Unless you're from Asia, you're <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that was the idea is, you know, yes. no, God's will is the river. Your free will is where in the river do you want to be. Yes. And that makes sense to me. I, I think that that makes more sense than anything, the way things are laid out and the way they are. Yeah. I yeah. would agree. Is it... Oh, no, no. Oh, I skipped that. This one really gets me here, but I'll go to okay. Is there life after death? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes, too, if you really die. Yeah, that's another thing, is what we think of as death. Uh, if there is life after death, then we're not dying. If you go our immediately physical... somewhere else, did you really die? You just yeah. died right here. Yeah, our or physical... you're no longer present we've here. We've transitioned, we've traveled, we've morphed, you know. Yeah, whatever. morphed would be a better way, yeah. then, right? You morphed into something yeah. else. I, I really don't... I'm not comfortable with the idea that the complex things that make up the minds and brains and personalities of all of us just disappear into nothing. I you know, agree. I, I think I think that that is the cheapest cop out anyone yeah. can come up with. Is well, what happens? It's, it's so pointless, and the universe is so incredible and amazing and complex that if that's all there's the universe could no come way, up with, no way that's disappointing. That's all the universe could come up. With. Yeah. So no somewhere way. out there, whatever it was that made Jimi Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix, is yeah. still out there yeah. in some different form. He'll that's never be. He'll never be. Uh, you know, a tall black man playing guitar again. Yeah. But whatever made him him still exists somewhere in some form and is doing something. I but agree with his that. time to be here as a human being is done and he's yeah. moved on. Yeah. So, you know, a drop of water, you know, it could be an ice cube, it could be an icicle, it could be a snowflake. You know, it has a time to be that and then it moves on to something else. It never disappears. I, I tend to think of people kind of the same way. Um, I love it. Anything with, with a consciousness. I love that. Yeah. Uh, okay, I I really don't know where I can expand on that. I think that's perfect. See, I, I get high and I think about these things. Oh, so. I think it's great. <laughs> I think it's awesome. What he said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. there you go. <laughs> Is it really possible to experience anything objectively? Wow. For See, me, I'm a definite no. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think you're capable. I don't think no. anyone's capable but yeah. go ahead. Go ahead yeah, I'm going to have to start by saying this is my opinion because, of course, everything is We do it all the time. So. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, all yeah. the time I saw something one way and I was so certain that someone comes up and goes, I don't know about that. Yeah, I've had my mind changed. My eyes I've opened a number of times. So like, many times. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to say, as far as I can tell, I've never been objective about anything. I always look at everything through the filter of my experience, my personality, and my mind. Um, and even if you create an artificial intelligence or a virtual intelligence or something, you build um, biases into it. 
and it could never be objective because you can't tell it everything, all the possibilities. So you're always confined to what you know and what you think, what you expect. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see how anybody could be objective about anything. You can strive to be, but I don't think you ever succeed. Yeah. 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 Um, I try to a lot too but I've had my mind changed so many times yeah. I'm smart enough to realize that I look at everything the way I choose to I think the closest yeah, that's a good that's a good way to do it you know just realize you know I know I'm who I am and I know filter. how I feel about yeah. things so I'm comfortable yeah. even, uh, even if I am objective which I'm sure I am yeah. I'm comfortable with it because I think that I have enough of a thought process mm-hmm. and enough of a heart and enough of a brain to know what to leave with on what yeah. I guess. Yeah, I, I, I try to look at things, you know, here's how I looked at it, how I perceived it. Now, how would somebody from the other side or the other perspective, how would they see it? And then you try to average those two and maybe you come close to objective. Um, but there, there are times where I've talked things over with my brothers about, you know, things that happened in the past and childhood that maybe we got bent about or we fought over and, and I found myself, you know, thinking, well, you made me feel this and, you know, you did this and it made me feel this way. And then I, I realized, okay, he didn't make me feel anyway. You know, something happened and then I reacted in a subjective way. Well, like so this. what I started saying was, you know, this is what happened. Here's how I felt about it. So I never said you did this to me. It was always... This is the you know you know this happened where you wouldn't let me have the last piece of cake. Here's how I felt about it. Instead of saying you made me sad or you made me angry, because I think of okay here's the objective part from his perspective. He wasn't doing anything really wrong. He wasn't trying to torture me, be mad, bad or whatever. So I can't say you you hurt me. You made me feel bad. It's like you did this and I felt bad about it. Here's how I felt. Here's how it looked to me. And my brothers would look at me like. I had no idea. I just thought it was no big deal, you know. So instead of me playing the blame game, I tried to be as objective as possible and say, you know, I don't know what you were thinking. I don't know what you were, you know, planning, but here's how it's I took it. It's funny when you get a reaction like that, too, because you were so sure uh-huh. that the whole world was against you. Yeah. Then you realize that the whole world didn't even see you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's another thing. I've, I've got a great example along those lines with my brother. Yeah. Getting picked on on the bus. Him not lifting a finger. Yeah. I thought he wasn't defending me. No, he was defending me. He not defending me. Yeah. You know, and he answered it all one day. This one dickhead kept coming over and smacking me around. They had girls over and I was younger. Mm-hmm. And he just looks me right in the eyes and goes, hit him in the fucking face, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Stand up for yourself. And I did. Uh-huh. And that's the last time that fuckhead ever picked on me. Yep. Broke his nose. He didn't want you to be the kid whose big brother had to look out for him. Well, to him, it was obvious what he was doing. To me, it looked like he was just going to fucking beat him up. Mm-hmm. And he just like, got this look on his face. He said, hit him <laughs> in the fucking face. Yeah. And I was like, oh! Oh! You're not going to... I'm going to do it. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah. And... Ever since then, I hit the fuckers in the face. Yeah, and that was a way of him telling you, you're old enough, you're capable enough, you can stand on your own feet, you don't need me to do this for you anymore. He also knew that a certain amount of getting picked on made me tougher, Uh, so he let it go on. It was love. It wasn't him not defending me. He was doing all this out of love. I chose to look at it like he didn't care for me. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah, and you know, if you... 
talked about it immediately. I actually said that at, the his, air, funeral, but, at his funeral. I said that, you know, right. I thought, you know, that, no, it was actually the most biggest form of compassion and love that he could have ever yeah. done for me. Stand up for yourself and yes, quit depending he on others. Me, he taught me that. He yeah. was like, yeah, you know what? And he also gave me the confidence to do it by the way he did it. So, John, wherever you are, thank you. I saw a video the other day of some spoiled, entitled girl whose parents were telling her she had to get a job for the first time in her life. She's like 27. (laughs) Yeah. And she was literally shrieking and screaming in tears and wailing because she actually had to get a job and earn some money. They weren't even saying she had to earn all of her own money. They were just saying, just get a job and earn some money. Get a fucking clue and just do something. And the idea where she had actually do for herself was just devastating to her. You know, she wasn't born that way. Her parents turned her into that. Yes. And now this poor girl has to change out of that. I don't think that's generally a person's response to anything. I really yeah. don't. I think that the response is, you know, they're taught that. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, don't worry about it. You know, we'll pick up the slack. Yeah. I mean, when the kid's five years old, say, hey, would you bring me that kitchen towel and you dry my hands? Yeah. Instead of, oh, let me do everything for you. Exactly. <laughs> yep. So your brother knew, you know, if I keep bathing him and. And plus, it would make you look weak in everybody else's exactly. eyes. Exactly. I get picked on more if he came over to the store. They'd wait till he wasn't around. And then and I get it worse. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the coach that you couldn't tell on anyone for committing a foul. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, at the time, I thought it was like his form of control. But later on, you know, with Biggin and all that, if you listen to our podcast, you know who Biggin is. Biggin's yeah. Biggin the ball biter. And if you don't, then shame on you. You need to listen to everyone until you get to that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyhow, um, let's see, where were we? What are dreams? Oh, wow. I heard him described as one side of your brain entertaining the other side of your brain. Um, To me, I think dreams are like throwing out the trash. You're filing and you're throwing away the trash. You're getting that junk mail, the bills, the wrapping paper, and throwing it all away. Um, because if people don't dream, they go insane. No, you're right. Um, well, it was pretty a, much, you know, the insults, the weird insults. Uh-huh. You know, we're talking about like the uh, strange insults from an alien skit. Uh-huh. May your life be exactly as it seems. Oh, that's a curse. Yeah. Yeah. So dreams are also that compiled. But go ahead with what you're going to yeah. say, and I'm going to tell you what I think. Some of um, it, it is a medical fact that people who can't, who don't dream uh, for a certain length of time, you will have a psychotic break, and you will eventually go insane. Uh, even if you're allowed to sleep but not dream, uh, if you're to go without sleep, it'll kill you. But if you go without dreaming, you'll stay alive, but your brain quits working. Because your brain needs to process and get rid of that stuff through the dreaming process. Now, a lot of people say, oh, I never dream. Well, it's because you don't remember. Everyone dreams. Uh, if you don't wake up during the dream, then you don't remember the dream. Yeah. You only remember the ones you wake up during. Um, and then sometimes that can key some other dreams or whatever. But when you dream, your life is going by at about 30 times faster than the world. 
It's just why when your dog is dreaming, their feet go, they twitch and wiggle and stuff. Just in their They're brain, really running somewhere. Yeah, in their brain, things are happening about thirty times faster than real life because they don't have physical. They're already running over the damn place. Yeah. So, um, dreams are a way to get the garbage out, uh, which is a good reason not to keep a journal of your dreams. You know, some people is like, garbage. yeah, they wake up and they write down all their dreams and they think about them and assess about them. That's like the person who takes the trash out and then when the trash truck is coming up the street, they run out and bring it all back inside and look it over again. Or it's like, like the no. pizza when you're getting ready to throw it in the oven <laughs> yeah. and you can't let it go. Yeah. <laughs> so but you know that because you're a man. Yes. Man, Men watch commercials and enjoy a certain amount of them. Like how not to become your parents and oh, shit like yeah. that. You know, we all know that guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we all know Jake from State Farm. With you know. giant lower jaw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like an excavator lower jaw. I think it's scoop out a foundation for a building. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, dreams are your brain sifting through. It's sorting out thoughts, feelings, emotions, etc. And putting them all in place. Getting the way to the ones you don't need. Okay. So you can start over again with a somewhat normal brain. I think... Dreams are a visit of what you could do and what you could be, mm-hmm. combined with, you know, um, you ever see a, uh, a diamond mine, they have those sifters, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they, like, take this land, this earth that they grabbed, and they mm-hmm. start sifting, and all of a sudden they think they might see a diamond. Uh-huh. They're sifting through all that to find a diamond. Yeah. I think dreams are that. Oh, Okay. Think, Sifting through and finding the good stuff and throwing yeah, away the rest. Throwing away the rest. It's like a refining process. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's like a refining process. Cool, that's a neat idea. Yeah, so it's a lot of what you said, but yeah. I also think that there's keynotes in it. I think it's very complex. Yeah. I think that the keynotes are what you could be or what you could aspire to, mm-hmm. but they're like giant road signs down the road. They're like, hey, this is where you could be, but you got to keep sifting until you're there. Yeah. And essentially get rid of garbage, too. Yeah. So, yeah. We encounter a lot of garbage during the day. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we do. What is the goal of humanity? Wow. I wonder if we even have one. I don't think we do. No. We should have a good one, but we don't. Now, a lot of religions say the the, the reason we're here is to provide for each other. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I still say, to me, the greatest gift that's given to man is the ability to help someone. Is the greatest gift. That's I, when you feel them up the best. It's euphoric. Yeah. I've done it before. Yeah. I've, uh, I've, I've uh, you know, I don't want to go into it because it's a good gift. Well, yeah, I don't, um, you don't want to do the whole humble bragging about how, no, what a great so guy you are. I'm trying to figure out how to present <laughs> it. You know what? I can't present it. No, and I'm I, not going to. Yeah, because then I would give it away. It would, yeah, it would cheapen it. You know, there's things I've yeah. done that I'm really proud of, but I don't want to spell it all out because then it doesn't mean as much to me. I know. Wait, that's not it. why I did it. <laughs> there was someone. There was this lady that was working at this certain place I thought was a real bitch, mm-hmm. and I found out different. I found out that her husband had ALS, oh, wow. and she's working four jobs to support him and to take care of him. That's every her, every waking minute she lived, she was living for him, mm-hmm. and that's how come she was always in a fickle mood. And I yeah, thought I she was just that. the biggest bitch around. 
So anyhow, that's as far as I go with that, and I'm going to stop because I'll give it away. Yeah. Um, so here, I guess, I'm trying to figure out how I'm trying to present. Okay. You know what? Just forget it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no more I can say about it. Yeah. So anyhow. Yeah. Okay. I'll just put it like this. I think one of the greatest gifts we have is not the greatest gift, is the ability to help someone. Yeah. And you don't even know how much you help them until afterwards. Yeah. You think you're just like maybe picking them up and brushing them up, when actually you're holding them up and letting them know. Well, yeah, there have been like little simple acts of kindness that have meant the world to me. Same here. And the person who was, you know, being nice was just doing a little thing, but to me it meant the world. So Exactly. I, I would love to be in that position to where I make somebody's day. I agree. Yeah, so. Look, we're smart asses and everything, and we yeah. always have smart ass <laughs> things to say. But the bottom line is we're both good human beings. Yes. And we both care about people and we care about a lot of things. Yes, yes. So anyhow, okay, we can go on with that because okay. you know Yeah. I think they get the point. Yeah. How long you, will you be remembered after the day you die? Oh. 30 seconds? No. <laughs> Realistically? Is that that asshole that did that podcast? Let's yeah. get out of here. Yeah. I would say probably after a year, I would not be in the daily memories of very many people. I'd be somebody that I would be thought of you know, every now and then. Yeah, but what are I you guys remembering? Uh, you know, picturing my face or something I said or something I did. I'm going to say four years. That might be more realistic, but yeah. Four to five years. Now, if you had no kids, it might be a lot shorter than that. Yeah, it could be a lot shorter. Yeah. yeah. But with extended families, it, it tends to help drag out the... Yeah. I'm still talking about people that died a long time ago, so... No, same here, so I don't know... But yeah, I think disappearing from daily memory, four years is probably about four right. Four years, yeah. yeah. But I think, like, completely disappeared, I think that goes on for a lot longer than we'll ever know, because yeah. I still, I, uh, maybe four years ago, looked at a picture of my grandpa, who I never met, mm -hmm. you know, and I never met him, never knew him, but I looked at him, so is that remembering, even though I never met him? Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, then he was remembered four years ago. Yeah. So he probably died in 60-something. Wow. Or, or maybe in 50-something. So, I don't know. George Washington. Yeah. <laughs> Every day, people, yeah. <laughs> people remember him. Yeah. He's probably somewhere. Every, it's like a little bell goes off when somebody remembers you. Ding. Damn it. Like mailbox money. Man, I wish they changed me off that fucking dollar bill. Yeah. Can't get any sleep around here. <laughs> And Franklin's like, be glad you're not on the 100, man. You wish you okay. hadn't seen some of the things I'd seen. This one, <laughs> this one's lighthearted enough. We're going to go with that one here real quick. Okay. Which orange came first, the fruit or the color? Oh, wow. You don't know, do you? I'm going to say the fruit. Because there's Me not too. much else that's that color. Me too. Because what did you have nothing... to base it on? All of a sudden you came up with this color and then you found an orange and said, oh, that is an orange because yeah. this is orange. Yeah. And since nothing rhymes with orange, you know, it's orange. probably somebody had the, the fruit around. Yeah. Orange. Door hinge. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now the next one, I'm just going to say mine real quick and I'm done with it. Okay. What is God? All loving, all caring, 
all creator of everything. Yep. It's good. And that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to cop out and say it's unknowable. Our brains can't encompass it. Yeah, we looked at it differently. Yeah. I looked at what my version is, so maybe you're right. I don't know. Yeah. It's like an ant trying to comprehend a thunderstorm. You know? Yeah. I don't think there's any, there's it's not like, enough man, room in my head. I wish the ship would quit, whatever it is. <laughs> I mean, the ant, like, one drop hits him, and he's like, oh, oh my God. And he has no idea that, you know, like three counties away, there's a lightning striking the barn and a tornado touching down. It's like, yeah. ant can't conceive that. Rain that raindrop is everything to him. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, that yeah. hurt. <laughs> so I, I think God ultimately is, is unknowable unless you became God. And maybe that's where we eventually go is we become part of God and then we know. Would that be great? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, all of a sudden you die and then people you don't even like are praying to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right, bitch. <laughs> or at least in your general Who's direction. Who's now? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You're praying to me, bitch. I'm not making the decisions here, but I at least get to see the memos. <laughs> hey, uh, McCall Hardman has been activated from the injured reserve. Oh, Yay. oh nice. Golf clap for McCall Hardman. Yay. I was surprised to hear that uh, Juju Smith-Schuster was the leading receiver because it doesn't seem like he catches much. He's got a thousand yards, I believe, right at. Man, he's been stealthy about it because I've been kind of disappointed in him all year long. It's like, where the hell is this guy? He, him and Valdez Scantling both have the ability to have a lot more, mm -hmm. but they're not quite have the same synchronicity that him and Hill had. Yeah, and I they, think that's going to come in time. It's yeah, I hope it comes next year because I, I they're off by just a little bit so many times. Tony and uh, and Sky Hill, uh, Sky Moore, mm -hmm. I think have a lot of potential to oh, be yeah. that person. Yeah, because whenever him and Sky Moore are in sync, you see some really good shit. Yeah, and Tony, you've already seen. Some yeah, good shit. I like I like Tony. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, I don't even know if it's going to be those guys necessarily, those two. Doesn't have to be. Those guys could be like a, uh, um, um, like a walk-in to Sammy Watkins or something. A good guy, but not the guy. Yeah. You know? Or, you know, not worth the expense. Because they're both on, what, one-year contracts? Yeah. And I, I think you might uh, re-sign Schuster. But, uh, yeah, I could see him letting one of them go if they're impressed with Tony and Moore. Yes. I think that's probably one of the reasons for the draft pick of yeah. Moore and the signing of Tony and the giving of draft picks for him. Yeah. Is they have a definite spot for him. They have a definite thought for him. Otherwise, that would have never happened. Yeah. You you, you can't have a, a high-quality talent that sitting on the sideline because there's three guys ahead of him on depth chart. Yeah. So I, if yes. you've got five really good you know, four or five really good receivers, then maybe you move the older one or the more valuable one to another team. Yeah, I agree. You know, how often do you have four receiver sets? Not no. as often as three receiver sets. No, no, three <laughs> receiver sets are pretty much the norm. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you've got also, a real hot guy at number five on your depth chart, it's like he's going to be and sitting also most of the year. Uh, number one on the team there, mm -hmm. McLennan. McKinnon, yeah. McKinnon, not Clendon. Why do I always call him McClendon? There was a McClendon. There was. For a while, yeah. McKinnon. McKinnon, you, you go ahead and use that running back position as a receiver also. Yeah, yeah. He's, he spends more time catching than, <laughs> than toting. 
Yeah. He's a much better re- receiver in the flat. I, I mean, yeah. I mean. Yeah, he's he's a lot of fun. Oh, he's great to watch. Like you said, I wish we would have got him three years ago. Oh, yeah. my God, he'd been fun to watch. Same with Dunlap. He's so awesome. Dunlap is great. <laughs> I, love, I, hope, I love number eight. <laughs> I, I hope that I hope that they uh, I hope that he can play for a high level for another couple of years. Yeah. Because Dunlap is just the shit, man. That big, yeah. that big tall guy. He just, man. Yeah. He's always in there, and he's always full of piss and vinegar. He's ready to go. That guy is just inspiring to watch. He's awesome. I'm I'm old enough to remember Ed Too Tall Jones. Yeah, I remember him. Um, yeah. there was one in Dallas, uh, uh, Henderson. Tommy mm-hmm. Henderson, the linebacker, yeah. who was like super tall and long arms, yep. and uh, you know, he, he probably isn't all that big compared to today. But at the time, he was like super tall, and yeah, big long wingspan, and it's just fun to watch these really big guys stretch out, and swat them all out of the air. Oh, I know. <laughs> Dunlap is just—he's really become like one of the premier guys on our team. His timing is really good. Oh yeah, you know, instinct. Yeah, he's fun to watch. Yeah, he is really fun to watch. So it's going to be interesting to see this playoffs and everything. And like we were talking about earlier, it's going to be interesting to see what the NFL does with that game. Yeah. So yeah, fun times coming. Yep. We are charging forward with our ear hole slime. Yes, we are. Yep. Um, <laughs> even though you probably don't like it, that's too bad. You're still Just listening. Shut up and so. listen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. To what degree have you been able to control the course of your life as taken? Wow. That is hard because what do you do? Give it a percentage? An approximate? Because wow. there's no you know, way there's... you could. Pro- I... Huh. I guess you could make you could make an argument that. You've always chosen. 100%. Yeah, you've always chosen the course. You've always been making decisions as you go along. But on the other hand, things happen that you don't plan on, didn't count on. They're out of your control. So, if I had to give a percentage, I would say sixty-five percent. Yeah, I was going to go somewhere around. It's going to say fifty to sixty percent okay. is my own personal steering. Yeah, the rest is, is driving just, home and a fucking drunk driver. Rams into you and fucking blows your car up. Yeah, or, you know, it snows three, three inches overnight and you, you look, can't make it to work. You know, things yeah. happen that you don't get to Let, let's, have a say. Okay, let's say driving home, uh-huh. you didn't have to, uh, um, let's say you're going to go watch a movie, okay? All right. Get back, you got the late one, it's the only one you can catch, all right? Yeah. You're driving back, some fucking drunk driver plows into you blows up your car. Yeah. It could be said that if you didn't go to the movie, you would not have uh, led yeah. to you being plowed into, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're making choices that lead you to wherever you are when yeah, things happen. Yeah, so wouldn't it be a percentage then? Yeah. I would say 60%. Talking like that, 60%, the other 40% is just random what the fuck ever. Yeah. Like the guy that's walking down the road, and a rock falls off of the cliff and hits him in the head just right, and they find him there by the side of the road when he was jogging. Yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, COVID. What the hell could we have done? What yeah. choices would could we have made that yeah, guy wore his mask made every COVID day, not happen in the first place? Yeah. You know, it happened and there's nothing we could do to stop it from happening. Guy, so. guy wore his mask everywhere, got all the vaccines, still got it and died. Yeah. Oh, so. I, yeah. It is, yeah, it's not 100%. Would that be on someone else then? 
Someone else knew they had it, and they're like decided to go ahead and go to Dairy Queen anyhow. Some things would be somebody else's responsibility. Other things would be like you know, if the tree blows over and lands on you, then you know, what, what do you blame the, the tree, the wind, the, wind, yeah. the planet, solar rays? Blame you for going near the tree. Yeah. When it was windy, yeah. you knew there was a chance the tree could blow <laughs> over. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're okay with fifty to say sixty-five percent. Okay. In that All right. Range. Anywhere from in there. Okay. Yeah. Is the Earth alive? Ooh. I'm, I'm saying gonna, no because it would have wiped us all out. Yeah, I'm gonna say no as well. The uh, it contains a lot of life, but the Earth as a unit. If it was alive, it would be no. revolting right now because we're yeah. just destroyed. It would shake like a dog and we'd all go flying off yeah, into space. Yeah, it'd be like, get out of here, please, get out of here. Yeah. All right, so. Is it possible to know what is truly good and what is evil? No, I think there again, that's all personal opinion, judgment call. I agree. I don't, I don't know that you can say absolute good or absolute evil exists. I'm not even sure if you can even, yeah, like you said, you just said, yeah, yeah. You know, this, you can't say if anything's absolute, really. No. Now, can you name one good thing that is always a good thing, no matter what the other circumstances are? <coughs> or name one bad thing that's always a bad thing, no matter what all the other, you know, I don't think, it, it, everything kind of depends Everything has to be taken in context. And also where you're sitting in life, too. Yeah, yeah. So, and, you know, things that are considered evil now were considered absolutely fine and necessary yeah. you know, 300 years ago or even 50 years ago. It goes back to the who's to say. Yeah. yeah. And we're probably doing things now that in the future will be considered illegal, immoral, and shameful. You know, the way we look back on slave owners and think, what were you thinking? And when they were just doing what everyone else is doing, yeah. that's what you did. And they were raised. The thing, and I'm not making deal. excuses. Oh for no, them. I'm not at all. Not at all. But we're going to be in the same position. We're doing things now that future generations will condemn us for. Yeah. You know, we can't help it. Why do they, do, why they do that to the planet? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, because uh, they told us it was okay. Or like this, uh, this artificially grown meat. You heard about this? Oh yeah. You can you can grow meat in a laboratory where you don't have to actually kill any animal. You just get some cells, whatever, and then you grow. You can just you know grow beef for days and days. And if that takes off and becomes a thing, then future generations will look back at us and say, "Why in the world did they kill and butcher these poor animals and throw away parts like skin and eyes? Why didn't they just grow meat and eat that?" What yeah. terrible people our ancestors were. <laughs> yeah, but actually I didn't realize that we didn't have that technology. Yeah, we had to. But, but you know, nowadays it's considered a good and charitable thing to send a live goat to, like, you know, a family in a depressed economic area in some other country, you know, because yeah. they can raise the goat and then eventually kill it and eat it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Whereas future generations will, will be saying... <coughs> You bought a live animal and sent it to its death. What kind of a creep are you? Yeah, you're, you know, you're right. <laughs> yeah. it's so going to happen. So. In the future, then they're going to yeah. those guys were barbarians. They're so, barbarians. Yeah. It's horrible. Uh, so I don't think there are things you can say. This is good and always is. This is bad and always is. I, I I don't think I think good and evil exist in a very fluid state. It's just whatever public opinion is. A lot of it's public opinion. Yeah. Is. So. Um, all right. That's my long-winded answer. No, I, I love it. I, yeah, I'm pretty much in agreement with you. If we learn and improve from our mistakes, 
Why are we so afraid to make mistakes? Oh, that's a good question. We were taught that. That's right. We were taught that. That's right. That is, it's perfectly natural and beneficial to make mistakes and then learn from them. But we got taught, don't make a mistake. You look stupid. You waste time. You waste everybody's money. Completely wow. man-made. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, nature makes mistakes all the time. No, they're also the dumbasses that repeat the same mistake over and over, and those are called idiots. Yeah. And they don't, yeah. they're not exempt. They're, yeah. they're, they're idiots. And yeah. But they're the ones that are supposed to be eventually eaten by the lion or the. Yeah, yeah, we protect them yeah. too much. Yeah. yeah. But they fall asleep in a busy intersection and get yeah. run over. And you know. Bam! And it's like, oh, well, yeah. you know what? Well, that guy was an idiot anyhow. Yeah. So. <laughs> wow. Um, do you ever really do anything at your own conscious choice? Or are we always in control of simulation or motive? You know, there are times I feel like I'm surprised by the words coming out of my mouth. It's like, am I really thinking these up and saying this? or Because it just seems like I'm Every a spectator I'm here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes I feel like, this, like I'm just watching while my body does and says things, and I'm like, oh my god, what am I doing? What am I saying? Sometimes I'll say stuff that I had no idea I had to answer to. Yeah. You ever do that? Yeah. Uh, and, and it just comes out, it's like, oh, that's because, and then I'm like, wait yeah. a minute, did I know that? No, I didn't. And if we're not in a simulation, then I guess that's different parts of our brain responding different times. Our brain yeah. usually thinks as a, as a complete unit, at least the conscious parts of it, but sometimes the conscious parts function separately, and it feels like there's another voice in our head, or another person in our head, while the body is just going off and doing its thing. I, 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 at least I hope that's just different areas of your brain not synchronizing and thinking slightly independently. Because yeah. the because the other the other option is just too terrifying. Is that we're all just acting things out like Truman Show? And, and <laughs> yeah, I hope it's not that. <laughs> yeah, somebody's tuning into us on a daily basis, and we might get canceled tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This next one, I got an answer. Let me go first. Here okay. you go. Okay. Why are you here at this very moment in life? Because Mark lied to us. <laughs> yes. He told us he was coming down here to do an NFL Fucking podcast with it. <laughs> well, I'm going to say it's because cho I chose to be here at this particular moment. Yeah. It was the better option than all the other things that were available to you. I would agree. And I'm glad Mark lied to us. I think we're having a really good podcast. Yeah, here. yeah. Spontaneity has is, uh, is, is definitely been our friend. Yeah, yep. So. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. So, <laughs> did you arrive at, point, at this point in your life because you willed it or because uh, you were destined? Um, I'm going to say not because I was destined. I think I've arrived here partly by accident, partly through choices and decisions I've made. But there's no way when I was a kid I envisioned myself ever in this exact position in my there's life. There's no way we could. No. There's no. no way we could. Actually, three years ago, I wouldn't have imagined I'd be doing a podcast today. Yeah, no. So, you know, you can make plans, but chances are so your plans well. never come out anywhere near the way you think they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's funny when you put things into motion uh -huh. and how they actually just come together. Yeah. You know, 
I, I mean, honestly, I mean, this thing has just been just so easy. It, yeah, it's surprisingly easy. Yeah, and it's also been surprisingly well, doing well. Yeah, doing really well. Really enjoying the support. Yeah, like my good friend Sandor, he is cracking up over us. Yeah. He called earlier and told us, he said, "Yeah, it's funny as hell. We love that." Yeah, because um, yeah, we do some serious stuff here, but we like to make people laugh, and we like to bring a little laugh and a little joy and a little spark of ha yeah. to this thing called life. We also like to make you think. Yes. That's the main thing is make people think and then yeah. also jerk at them a little bit. Give yeah. them some shit. So, in other words, you're all our buds. Come here for a big hug. Yeah, yep. no, you still get away from <laughs> Go wash your hair. Yeah. <laughs> Probably have lice. Stay the fuck away from me. <laughs> so, uh, this one I think is pretty easy. I think we're both going to have the same answer. Are soulmate, soulmates a real thing? I think so. I think so, too. Yeah. When you arrive there is the thing. Yeah. Some people arrive there um, early in, in high school. Yeah. I mean, look at Mahomes and uh, his now wife. Yeah. They dated their whole life, and look at them. They're seeming happy as hell. Yeah. You see stories Joy of sweethearts. You hear that people in their 70s or 80s that married their high school to, sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah, or, or find or each find other, other late in life. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. So I think you eventually get there if you let it. I don't yeah. think everybody lets it. I think pretty much anyone could find someone to love and be very, very happy with, but the soulmate mate kind of thing is is pretty rare. Yeah, and I think when you find that soulmate, you know it. Yeah, yeah. It's like an yeah. eye opener, and you go, yeah. "Wow." What I meant, Val, <laughs> even before we were dating, I kind of knew it. I mean, it was pretty easy to see. I'm just like. Uh, never really left my mind, you know. Yeah, always yeah. in the back of my head, and I think you and Cindy are pretty much the same way, weren't you? Yeah, I, I tell Cindy that there's one one time where we were uh, getting together at RC's after uh, uh, it was a group that was supposed to go out and see a movie, and then go to RC's afterwards. And as we were leaving, she gave me a hug, and it was like, okay, I think I just met her. <laughs> I think I've just met the one. Yeah. <laughs> the hook told me everything. Never really left your mind, did you? <laughs> no, no. You always it knew was... in the back of your head that there was a future there. Yeah. But you couldn't really, you know, you couldn't just like jump straight to there. Mm -hmm. But you kind of knew it. Yeah. yeah. That's why I described Val, too. I told people, um, family members and stuff, like, you know, you'll know when you're there. Yeah. And you'll know before you're there, but you won't necessarily... You won't be like, yeah, you'll be like, hmm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's, oh, here I am. I never want to leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyhow. Yeah. Yes, definitely, definitely, definitely. And I think the big thing is, is people let it happen and people that don't. Yeah, being, like, being open. People that don't. Yeah, being open to it, being ready for it is a big part of it. It really Absolutely. is. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. So, anyhow. Uh, let's see if we... If we need to follow rules at all costs, why do we make exceptions to these rules? <laughs> that one right there, I didn't even see that earlier when I printed this out. Oh, and that one always drives me crazy. That one right there is a real motherfucker. Yeah. Because why is it? Think oh, about it. Oh, gosh. Well, obey I, the rules. Obey the rules. Obey. Oh, well, just this one time. Yeah. Yeah. Should, yeah. Gosh. There's, there's so much of a... Uh, confliction built into human personalities, you know? Because we like rules, because then we know how things work, and everybody's doing the same thing, so, 
but that we like the exception because it makes us feel special. Yes. And it makes us feel like, well, it doesn't always have to be the same thing every time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, boy, I used to piss my bosses off all the time when, you know, they'd make an exception to rules or, or they just decide not to enforce certain rules. And then I'd call them on it. It's like, give me a written list. You know, which rules are we going to enforce and which rules are we not going to enforce and which rules are going to be sometimes enforced. So that way I'll know when I can, you know, deal with it. And no boss would ever give me that list. Because in lip service, it's like, oh, all the rules all the time. But in reality, it's like, yeah, we don't bother with this one. And that one, if I like you, I'll let you break it. You know? So it's everybody loves to break rules. But everyone loves to have rules, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the duality. Like, in our basic core, do we put survival ahead of reproduction? In which case the species dies out because no one's going to take a risk to reproduce. Or do we value reproduction ahead of survival? In which case the species dies out because everyone's taking stupid chances to reproduce. Yeah. you got to have both, and they're in exact conflict with each other. So yeah. you've got to live with that balance. Yeah, but... Yeah. That's why people are crazy. Because we've got to juggle things like this our whole lives. Okay, the thing, the thing is, one of the secrets of life is don't overthink it. Yeah. Uh, you're not overthinking it. Because mm. you overthink it, you're going to be stuck. Yeah. And you're not going to be happy a lot of times. And then you start looking for meaning in all the weird places. And yeah. You, know, you end up... You end up like John Lennon. Like Deep Scott. Oh, yeah. Deep Scott. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding about John Lennon. loved him, but yeah. he was very conflicted. Yes, he yeah. was. I, I think so. I suppose probably all of them were at that time, but anyhow. Um, let's see. Is there an end of the universe, or does it just keep going? You know, I think it would just have to keep going. I call going. bullshit on that question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would just have to keep going, because if it ends at some point, well, then what's beyond it? You'd have to have another universe behind yeah, it, right? So there has, if, if there's no beyond then it goes on forever. So if it doesn't go on and on and on, then there has to be a limit and there has to be I, something on the other side. There can't be nothing. There's a series of rooms with balloons in them. It could be. It could yeah. be. Just like big balloon rooms. They call yeah. balloon rooms at the end of the universe. Yeah. And they go on and on for a long time and then it goes back to another universe. I've also heard a theory that the universe that we're experiencing is what's happening inside someone else's black hole. And all the black holes in our universe have universes going on inside them. Wow. So it's like a nesting. A, 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 a Makes as much sense Exponential as nesting kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now one thing You that, see, now we're overthinking it. <laughs> yes. Now one thing that is bizarre is, uh, you know how they talk about you know space being empty and there's nothing between the stars. Well, yeah. there, there is stuff. I mean, there's matter. There's, you know, it's very, very, very thin. But, yeah. But here's the weird thing, is the actual parts of space out there that are empty are actually growing. Empty space itself is growing. There's more empty space arriving and coming into existence all the time. Yeah. And it actually has energy. Uh -huh. Completely empty space, nothing there, yet it has energy and it's expanding. So not only is you know the space between you and me, right now it's like about three feet. As we sit here, the space gets a little larger. 
incremental, you know, very, very tiny amount, but the space, the empty space in between this is actually expanding, like the whole universe is tearing. So, eventually, no matter what, everything is going to be billions of miles from everything else, because yeah. the space in between just keeps growing. So the universe is just going to expand into forever. And eventually, everything is going to be so far away from everything else that nothing matters. <laughs> That's only if it keeps going the way it's going. <laughs> so, the universe is getting larger all the time. Isn't that weird to think? Yeah, it empty is. space is propagating. There's more empty space in it now, so it's bigger. <laughs> That's how they can look at things across the universe and see that they're going away from us faster than the speed of light, which is impossible. The only way to explain it is they're traveling at close to the speed of light, and the space in between us is growing at a fast enough rate to make up the difference. So their perceived uh, speed away from us is impossibly fast. You'll never get there. No, you're right. You can try to travel there at the speed of light, you'll never get there. They'll actually keep getting farther away from you. <laughs> the universe is big. We don't matter much. <laughs> uh, let's see. Some of these, you know what? Let's go ahead and just cap that off on those. I've got some of them on the same for later, but All right. I'm going to a little bit of music here. Okay. And I sent you the link of Deep Purple and Simon McBride, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Simon McBride is a really good singer. And, but Deep Purple already has her singer, Ian Gillen. Yeah. He's been one of the very best for a long time, but he's 77 and he can't do what he used to do. Yeah. I mean, he's still good, but he doesn't hit those notes. Yeah. Like space trucking and all that false stuff. Oh, yeah. Shit. Well, Simon Wright is also a very accomplished guitarist. I sent you that one piece where he's doing Little Wing. Little Wing, yeah. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah, so I guess uh, Steve Morse left the band. Mm, I don't okay. know. I, I think it was Amical. I think maybe he left on his own, maybe. But yeah. I don't know for sure. He's been in and out of a number of bands, so yeah, yeah, it wouldn't so. surprise me to see him move on. Yeah, so he may have moved on. But Deep Purple wasted no time to get a younger guitarist that can sing really well. So they're planning for the future. They're not, yes, they are. They're not looking to just do a few more years and then go away. No, they plan on being around as long as they can. Good for them. Yeah, and I think that's excellent. Yeah. And when I saw that, because I knew that Steve Morse left. And, uh, and they never really said exactly what went on, but he, Steve Morris has always been, Morris has always been kind of a, a jackrabbit. You know, he's played in a variety of bands. Yeah, he's a very yeah. good guitarist. Kansas, Dixie Dregs, just the name too. Yes, he's been in a few more too, but yeah. anyhow, he's been not a musician for hire, but one that definitely didn't stay right. No, yeah, he'll join your band for a while, but he's not going to stay. And he really him. believes in what he does. Yeah. I think he just like gets bored or just wants to do something else or whatever. Get a new challenge? I, I can get that. So McBride is a hell of a guitarist and a hell of a singer. And I was really discouraged because they called this the Long Slow Goodbye, this tour that's been going on for about four years. But at least yeah. they didn't call it like their farewell or whatever like yeah. no one else is. They're smart enough not to call it that. Yeah. And it's been going on forever. We saw him in St. Louis and I yeah. saw him in Kansas City, but I could have saw him and I could have seen him in Kansas City another time, but I was actually in Nashville working, so I had to uh. relinquish my tickets or play with Judas Priest. Oh, that would have been and, cool. And, yeah, another yeah. reason, fuck you guys over there on the board. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
uh, anyhow, but Nashville was fun. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, um, I I like this. I think it's great. I yeah. want to see Purple as long as they'll keep coming around. Mm-hmm. I'll still see them. My favorite bands ever. Groundbreaking. Yeah. Uh, excellent band. And I think it's fantastic. So keep going purple, keep rocking on, and I think we can probably end this podcast with that right there. All right. All right. You got any final words, Topher? Um, I was going to just just to uh, jump on the coattails of where you're talking about purple. I was going to mention that uh, there was a flurry of interest a few months back when uh, Nita Strauss left the Alice Cooper touring band yes. and went with Demi Lovato. Um, Alice Cooper has since hired uh, Kane Roberts uh, to fill in. And he, he's a big muscle guy, or yeah, at least was. He still is. He's a big bodybuilder guy. He, he one of his same... favorite guitars is looks like an AK-47. Yes. <laughs> but he was with Alice in like uh, 85, 86, 87, the Razor Fist and Yell, Stricter. Uh, Kane Roberts, just Kane Roberts, I think is what he yeah, called him. Uh-huh. Anyhow, he's pretty talented. He's a good guitarist. I mean, he, he, he he's just a really massive guy. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's giant. Yeah, but it, it's a really good replacement. I think it's funny for a while he had yeah. Kane Roberts on guitar and Kip Winger on bass. I know. And Kip Winger is about Danny DeVito size. I know. <laughs> but apparently, he was very good at martial arts. So you didn't, yeah, you didn't want to that. mess with yeah. Kip Winger. Yeah. But uh, so Kane probably but, because of his size. Yeah. <laughs> So the interesting I thought, thing I thought I was thinking was uh, it was big deal for a while, and then I saw a lot of articles about Nita Strauss and how she was, what she was doing with Demi Lovato and what her plans were. What all that's going away. Um, she so looks like she's starting to do a solo thing. She had a solo band together and an album, and she was going to go tour it, but decided to join with Demi Lovato. Oh, instead. is that what happened? Yes. Okay. So she canceled the tour for her own debut album to jump on with Demi Lovato instead, okay, which I thought was really wow. odd. So, I mean, if you believe in your album, you're not going to do that. Hmm. So apparently, that this, is interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know if Demi Lovato offered her just you know I think a truckload of money. Offered her a truckload yeah. of money because if you think about it, Demi Demi Lovato is like this sex appeal thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, she's a, a them and a they. Yeah, she's yeah, not a yes. she. Yes. So, so there's I there's the air of ambiguity there and having another hot chick on stage. Yeah, I bet you she goes over there and fucking ogles over Nita. And Nita's supposed to go there and show her ass a little bit in the mm-hmm. tight, you know. Which is what she was doing with Alice yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's what she's doing yeah. with Alice. And she's in very good shape. She's a very attractive woman. And so, a very good player. Yeah, and a very good player. So I think... I think that Demi Lovato offered her a ton of money to do this. Yeah. And, and to be extra sex appeal. It's it's odd. Uh, it's, it's disappointing, I should say. It for is me disappointing because, because I loved her in metal. She was. It's a lateral move. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's doing the same thing for Demi that she did for Alice, except the music's different, the exposure's way less. Do you think maybe she didn't get the pop she thought she was going to when she come out there and started doing her own solo stuff, and then she started to do a tour and... Virtually nobody really called, maybe. Yeah. No promoters really wanted her. That like and there were, you know, there were still COVID restrictions, and it probably seemed like an easy, safe choice rather than you know go out on her own and risk or her do, money do is to maybe, join in this band that's already going and let them take the risks. Talking about it, 
Yeah. Alice Cooper's what, 74, 75? See, he's born in 48, so February 4th he will turn 75. Okay. All right. She sees an end with Alice Cooper. Yeah, true, true. Demo Lovato? Maybe not. Yeah, Alice is talking about he wants, he's written a, a Broadway musical already, but he's just like, I have no idea how we're going to do it or who's going to play it or whatever. He's <laughs> oh, also openly yeah. talked about uh, selling the franchise when yeah. he retires and somebody else takes over as Alice Cooper. Oh, he's going to be in the metaverse. Yeah, there you oh, go. <laughs> it's like, you remember that uh, that comedian Gallagher who would smash the melons? Yeah, yeah, he sold the idea to his brother. His, his brother, yeah. yeah, who looked pretty much just like him and everyone thought it was the same thing, but know, it was a totally different guy. Later, it was not him. Yeah, he just bought the whole act from his brother and impersonated also, him. What happened is, from what I can gather from what I've read and also heard on radio, is he just come out of the woodwork and goes, that's not me. Mm-hmm. That's my brother. I sold it to him. Yep. But at first he didn't tell anyone sold it to him. He didn't say that he sold it to him. Yeah. He said, oh, that's my brother, and he shouldn't be doing that. And later on, it's like, oh, oh yeah, I did sell him the rights. Yeah. So he had to smash watermelons. <laughs> yeah. What do you call it? The sledge matic The sledge matic yeah. yes. If you went to a Gallagher show in the first, like, four or five rows... You bought a raincoat yeah, you're or a get, plastic tarp. Like it splattered with watermelon. Yeah, and all sorts of things. He'd smash with that thing. Oh, uh, he was a truck gallery. Yeah. The other franchise... Anyway, so. that, oh, yeah, we'll cut this here in a second. The other franchise that always got me was uh, uh, Yakov Smirnoff. He's in Branson still, I think. Oh, yeah. He had one thing going, one thing only, and that was the Russian thing. And yeah, was the Russian immigrant who couldn't understand well. Yeah, and yeah. you go, oh, 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 or that goofy-ass laugh. Never got that one either. No. Gallagher I never got, and I never got fucking Yakov Smirnoff. He had the perfect name. Yakov sounds like Jackoff. Yeah, and then Smirnoff And then is Smirnoff vodka. is the vodka. So, so. it's like, hey, uh, Jackoff, fucking drink vodka. Yeah. yeah. Perfectly memorable name. And he had just the right act as the goofy, dim-witted, uh, clueless Russian guy who couldn't understand what was going on. And yeah. It was a time when people were, you know, angry and hated Russians. So yeah, seeing during one, the Cold War. Seeing like, a charming, bumbling Russian was fun. Yeah, know? I was like, <laughs> I think that's funny. Yeah. So. But that's funny that uh, someone else is carrying on the Yakov Smirnoff Well, <laughs> he's got a theater. He has a theater in Branson, Missouri. Uh, and he does play there, but not that much. He has yeah. other young uh, magicians, comedians, oh, yeah. singers. It's just a theater. Oh, yeah. Okay. He has a big old fucking picture of him on the front. And then he comes out every once in a while and does his shtick. Yeah, but yeah, not yeah. that often. He's getting too old, I think. Yeah. But yeah. And that, and it's the same shit that he wrote in the Cold War. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alright, with that going on, with Yakov Smirnoff, I think we're going to sign off. Yep, we're going to bring some Smirnoff and go to Yakov. Hey, where'd everybody go? We're the douchebags. <laughs> oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Whew, man, that smells.